Who is the teller of the tale today? That would be you, sir. Okay. It's your day. All I right. guess I rhymed day twice, didn't I? 382. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Dedrick. And this is episode uh, something, you know. Look, 382. 382. You know what? They know. What? What? Let's oh, be they honest. They know. <laughs> they know. They're looking at uh, their computer or their yep. phone. Mm-hmm. It's right there. They know. Yeah. And what difference would it make? To be honest, like if they look and we're like, what is this, 380? What a, well, wait, I'm not going to listen to this. What That's too, uh, it's too, too, I don't like that number. You People, you honestly did not walk into an argument about this. Ian is Stop just, fighting just, me on this. Sorry, I just got uh, I just got off the internet and it angries up the blood. I really do apologize. He's a little riled up You know what? Numbers. I couldn't argue last week because we had guests and we couldn't mm, argue true. in front of we guests. Couldn't. So it's like when you have a dinner party and you're very polite and the second the guests are gone, then it's like all the fighting starts. That's when the dishes get broken. I held my tongue for the longest time. (laughs) I I didn't notice. Yeah. I was. I was literally holding my tongue for most of it. It was impressive that I sounded as good as I did. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. Uh, Right now, uh, we've we've come to the end of con month. Yes. Uh, Did did a bunch of cons last month. Okay. And uh, in the the last month, and so my my throat is raw. Mm. I have not got a cold, which is nice. Yeah. A lot of people ended up with flus and horrible things. Uh, You just have loud talking voice. Yes. I have loud. Here's a. Okay. First of all, let's just get plugs done first. We'll get that out of the way and then we'll get into things Uh, because they are related to comics. Um, uh, David and I, uh, we don't just do this. No. Uh, we also Eat. are graphic novelists. Oh, sorry. <laughs> graphic novels. We, and we, we're pretty graphic. <laughs> and novel. Now that I see, and, and novel. Yeah. We're very novel with our graphicness. Yeah. Now that I say that, I realize I'm talking about a children's book and probably wasn't the best start to this pitch. <laughs> Ignore everything that you've heard so far. <laughs> Starting fresh. Hi, I'm Ian. Uh, do you like books uh, for kids? Mm. Do you like to read them as well? Why don't you? You should, and if they're a graphic novel, even better. Uh, we got one called Sparks. It's about two cats that dress up like a dog, and they save the world from an evil alien baby. Uh, it was a bestseller in Canada for many, many months, and now is available also in French. So it's uh, mm. Sparks in English. It's Zap in French. En Francais. En Francais, uh, which, which I didn't think was going to be actually selling in uh, bookstores here in uh, in the British Columbia area, but by gosh, it is. It's there. Yeah. So that's nice. Uh, and it is drawn by Nina Matsumoto. David colors it, and I write it. We're currently working on the second book, and I'm currently working on the third book. Uh, so, <laughs> wow. holy moly, that's a lot of books. Uh, but uh, people like it, so why not check it out? And if you do, uh, that works out good for us. So, please do. Uh, also, if you're a little bit uh, you want to? I want something a little older. You got it. No problem. All right, just shut up. Let me tell you about it. Um, I got a thing called Extra Sisters. It's about two sisters. If you sell your soul to the devil accidentally, as we've all done in our youth, uh, they will get it back for you. And there's twists and turns and uh, family dynamics and uh, uh, mythology and and beautiful art from Giselle a Legacy. And that is coming out in trade paperback at the end of uh, April. But hey, if you want to get it in single. Uh, why not comic book style go to your local comic store and they they will probably have that so those are our general plugs the other plug is for our uh, spun off spin off standalone sidecast our rival podcast that you have made that's right uh, rival podcast and why don't you tell us a little bit about that well everyone 
just uh, this morning, late in the morning, or was it yesterday? Suddenly without warning. I can't. <laughs> what do you, if you don't go to bed. Yes. And something happens at one. Yeah. Is it still Wednesday or would it be Thursday morning? Well, I go to bed probably about 4 a.m. So I still consider it the day before. So you still can, so if you go to bed at four in the morning mm-hmm. on Thursday. Yes. You consider it Wednesday still? I, I do, because I'm yeah. still doing Wednesday business. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it came out on Wednesday. So the show came out on Wednesday. Don't just ignore the date of when it, when also, it actually dropped. It, it, it drops. Uh, it could be another place in the world, so it could be a very different time. That's true. That's true. You're just talking your own. You're, you're being timist, <laughs> is what you are. Uh, you're a chronophobic. I, I wouldn't say a phobic. I'm cro- chronopicky. I think I'm scared of time. I'll say I'm chronophobic. Sure. Scared of time? Yeah, because the future, the, the, therein lies death. Mm. Scary. Good things too, but also death. That's where that's where but, death lives. It's over yeah. there it's, in the future. It, it is in the future, but, yeah. but there's lots of good things in the future as well. So George Jetson is dancing on our graves. Don't avoid the future. And also Futurama is dancing on our graves, which is celebrating its 20th anniversary as yeah. of today while we're recording this uh, that's crazy yeah it's crazy but i made some money off it so i feel okay uh anyway back to your podcast <laughs> yes so uh sneaky dragon listening party the newest episode dropped last night uh on wednesday night <laughs> and uh it's episode 11 it's my daughter mary and i talking about music and we played lots of i think really great songs this episode uh, i was quite happy with the choices of songs for this I, i'm always happy with the choice what am i saying i choose a song so of course i'm happy with the choices <laughs> That's just a weird thing. We're to bad say. at plugs. We uh, <laughs> I really we get about to... halfway through our plugs and then immediately go, "Well, we did that completely wrong." Don't <laughs> don't to, get that time product. to bail. Now, here's the nice thing about the thing, Dave. Like the things I'm telling you, you have to go to a store or yeah. order them from an Amazon oh, or something, okay. yeah. and they will cost you money—not much money, but they will cost you some money. Mm-hmm. Whereas David's yep. podcast, free, absolutely free. Yeah. In fact, if you don't like it, Dave will pay you $25. That is his guarantee. <laughs> he will pay anyone who does not like. Wait, wait, wait. If wait, you wait. don't like this every single a, song you hear. not a good idea. Just, please. Yeah. Uh, what we, all we ask is that you, uh, that you uh, write in, we need, we need it in writing. Yeah. So write down the episode you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, include $50 for shipping and handling. <laughs> Send it to us and uh, we will give you that $25 refund. That is Dave's guarantee to you. <laughs> yes, that's a, that's a good guarantee. Actually, I mm-hmm. like that one. That's really good. Yeah. So, um, you know, last week we had Bob Mackey on the show. We did, and Nina Matsumoto. And Nina Matsumoto, as previously but I, mentioned. And how do you spell Bob Mackey, Dave? M a c k e y. Excellent. Not we, we accidentally spelt it incorrectly I did on our in, web page in my notes when I was writing them, and, and yeah. I knew that I was wrong, and I meant to correct it, and then I just copied and pasted it. So my god, my dumb. You know, it's not as bad as the last time I was on the show, and when I left a, a, fi- a thirty second gap in the middle of the show with no sound. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Was that just a moment of silence for a joke that didn't work? No, it was uh, a song got. I had put an intermission music in, but it accidentally got bumped down. Uh, oh, like five minutes into the show, I did correct it. When it was pointed out to me, so you know what? When you get a professional podcaster in here, you're always going to make get, that kind of mistake. I get nervous. Yeah, I get, get nervous. flustered. I get flustered exactly. But I, I interrupted you. What were we going to say about? Uh, I was I was going to say that he really put us to shame in terms of like plugging and promoting yourself. Mm-hmm. Like we are that guy knows how to plug. Yeah, like I used to like make. I used to, there's a there's an Australian iTunes review of Sneaky Dragon. He says the reviewer says I shouldn't say he says the reviewer says ignore how bad they are at promotion. Mm-hmm. It's a really good show, and I was like, "What do you mean we're bad at promotion?" But no, 
That person was right. We no, are, no. Well, you don't understand. We're terrible. Here's, no, no, no. Here's the thing. It's Australian, so everything's backwards. So that's an Australian compliment. He's saying we're I, good at it. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know how things run counterclockwise there, but uh -huh. they don't really. They don't really. Uh, they don't, they don't, say they don't really. That's not true. By the way, I saw... Um, Your screw-in screws the, ro the wrong way there. Yeah, uh, Bob's uh, partner on the uh, the Simpsons, uh, Talking Simpsons. Henry. Henry. Uh, he uh, he retweeted uh, a uh, original ending to the Simpsons Australian episode where they end up actually destroying Australia. Oh. Yeah. And I know that shocks you so much. It made it made a noise. Happen. I mean, yeah, my, that was my eyeballs going back and forth in my in my head. Yeah, they uh, boop, 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 uh, Homer is uh, barbecuing and throws a match into a natural gas pipe, and it blows up everything in Australia. I guess causing the deaths of everyone in Australia except for them. So it's a much darker ending than the original one. Uh, the original one, who uh, Australian friends of mine really don't like, surprisingly so. They don't like the destroying Australia. No, one? they don't like uh, the Australian episode of The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. They did not. They did not go for it because it makes fun of Australia. They do not like how it made fun of Australia. In what way? What's wrong? Um, they're, they're, they're very defensive about kangaroos. I th I think uh, people make fun of Australia and they don't like. Uh, I don't know. It's, it feels like maybe the maybe if it feels uh, the cheap. big guy, the big guy making fun of the the littler guy. Well, I think you know what I can see that. Like I don't like if people make fun of ca Canada, like because we say a. Because mm -hmm. I feel like we don't really say a like if you listen to this show, that feels a bit old. It's not only really old; bit. it's not accurate. I mean, it's it's regionally accurate, but it's not nationally accurate. There's like there are p groups of people in Canada that say a in sentences, but and as far as I know, it's a rural. I don't dialect. say a boot, and we don't really say that's well, an Eastern thing. I think that's so. More of a like a a North Dakota thing as well. That's mm -hmm. like a that kind of situation. Yeah. But hell, you know what? Make fun of us. We don't care. I don't we're, care about that. Good, it's just, like, if it feels, if we're it just happy feels, to be uh, talked about, quite frankly. If it feels kind of hack, then I can see why you'd why you'd be upset. Like you know, making fun of Australia because it has kangaroos. Yeah, it was the naked prime minister floating in a in a in a you know a tube. I guess you know if you're if you're not uh, if you're not down with that, that might uh, put you off a bit. But you know, fair enough. Anytime, yeah. anytime you do something like that, uh, the target may not care for it. That is that is a possibility. <laughs> At the time, I thought it was a funny episode. Yeah, I enjoyed I that it was episode. Fine. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but that is that's the news on that one. I guess France isn't like the French episode either, where Bart went to France. And who was the who's the one? Was it Brazil that really hated the one where it was like monkeys eating the skin of children? What was it? It was like my skin that. is like sugar to them. I think it was Brazil, was it? Huh. I'm not quite sure. Uh, there's there's many places that did not care for the Simpsons making fun of them. Yeah, yeah, we were all right with it. We were quite happy with it. Yeah, we're just like we're like thanks for thanks for noticing. We're like Eeyore. Yeah. Canada's like a giant nation of Eeyore. The first time they ever okay, the first time in any capacity they went to Canada. Uh, I wrote the story with James Lloyd for the comic book. Yeah, and Canada liked it so much. We did like a tour, like a press tour about <laughs> it. It was that. ridiculous. We were like all yeah. over Canadian media. We were mm -hmm. all CBC News. Yeah, it was uh, it was bananas. Like I said, thanks for noticing. Yeah. Also. Slow news day back then. Back then, uh, there was no news. And so that's fine. They, they want that kind feels of feels like every day is a slow news day. You know, the newspapers change quite a bit. We have an old, Mary as a present for Lisa got her a, it's a Vancouver son from the the day Lisa was born. Okay. So In which you don't have to say what I'm not going to say what, what, well, I'll say it's October 31st. But I will not say the year. And so it's interesting because. <laughs> the headline says, is meteor coming. Dinosaurs are. <laughs> Question, oh, question validity. I did not say that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say that. So it's uh, actually the 
the headline is Nehru firing his defense minister. Oh, okay. Like, I can't even imagine a newspaper, a modern newspaper, having that kind of national news, on, like international news on its cover mm -hmm. as being of importance. Like, I remember delivering the, the Vancouver Sun when I was a kid, because I delivered the Vancouver Sun, you know, for about five years. And no one asked you to. You would just pick them up. I would just pick them up. Some people's uh, doorsteps and just put them on. I never got paid for it. I, yeah. And then said, "Can you pay? Can you pay me?" <laughs> yeah. And I remember like following the. Just to date myself, I remember following like the revolution in in Iran mm -hmm. on the front page of the paper. You know, so when like the Shah ran and like when he left the country and, and just the whole thing, I could just follow. You know, just follow along in the front page. Nowadays, the paper it's. I guess they've realized that what we really want is just to, it's to, for news to be about ourselves. Mm. So when you look at the front page of the paper, it's like, my daughter wasn't allowed to play soccer. You're like, this is news? Yeah. This is news now. Like, I can see yeah. this in like a page 10, you know, as like an item of mild interest. It feels like the uh, British tabloids have won. Yeah. It feels like... But even... But it feels like they have Is that a murdocking of uh, things, do you think? No, Murdoch because... Murdoch was a tabloid guy, and then he took over so much news and media, and now it's all that. Is that oversimplification? I think that's oversimplifying it to How a degree because <laughs> I, I don't feel like I don't feel like tabloid means local. Like I feel like what we're doing now is we're become so we're, the news has become so intent on like keeping its readers mm -hmm. that it just wants to like you know it's just readers are saying well, we just want news that reflects our interest like reflects our okay. local politics and local things so that's all we get now so you open the paper <clears throat> excuse me in the province sorry local paper there's a yeah one of our local papers there's the middle the middle of the paper you open it and there's two pages of like international news mostly about trump and stuff happening in the states and a tiny little bit about everywhere else mm. the rest of it is all about a letters page us. where it's like the <clears throat> The, the the last letter is insanely racist or homophobic or transphobic it's just insane the last letter in the in the Vancouver province and sun uh holy mackerel i very it, rarely read i think i think it is it's the one that they put there just to make people uh, angry so that they'll write in mm. you know it's the troublemaking one <clears throat> i guess that's know. a good idea yeah i think yeah i don't i think people don't know what's good for them i mean i know that people people might know what they want but i don't think people know what's good for them I don't think it's really good for you to read articles about, you know, people who couldn't get on the bus for some reason. Like, like okay, I mean, it's not great. But here's the thing. I think, like, they're picturing all these people that are reading the paper on the bus. And yeah. so they're going like, oh, I relate to this. This is me. No, no, I know. And that's yeah. what they're reacting to. They're reacting to, like, they, you know, they send out surveys. I have an opinion and, about this. Yeah. And I don't have an opinion about Brexit because I'm not, I don't get it. It's like, well, just don't do it. Well, you, it sounds dumb. Don't, don't do it. No one likes it. Don't yeah. do it. But people don't get it because no one's talking about it in any right. kind of Unless you're John way. Oliver and then you kind of break it down. You go, oh, I kind of get it. And then you forget it the next day as you, as, <laughs> as you would. And you just go like, yeah, everyone likes it. But uh, yeah, if they go like, you know, uh, I went to McDonald's and they wouldn't do this for me. I'm like, oh, I went to McDonald's. Oh, that would make me mad. Oh, okay, I yeah. get it. There you go. Front page story. Right. We well, so, gotta do a little mix them up. I mean, uh, that used to be like the last article in the news was like yeah, a little that's human where it interest, belongs. and now, but now they they're using it like up top because they got to get you to watch it. Like they know you're not gonna sit through uh, international news to get to that human interest story at the end with the puppies. <laughs> you know, who they wouldn't serve a dog at uh, Burger King. You know, even though he dressed like a person. <laughs> 
And the sad thing was, was it was, was a dogs, ca- yeah, it was a cat working behind the counter too. <laughs> that was what it's it was like about. you'll hire you'll hire these animals, but you will not serve them. Is that justice? Yeah, I'd like a Big Mac. Meow. No, I'm fine. No fries. Meow. I appreciate that it's a deal. Meow. All right. Well, if it's cheaper to just get the fries with a, all right, I'll get the fries. Meow. Okay. Meow. Microwave your burger. <laughs> That's the shocking thing to me about Burger King. What's that? It takes so long to get your food, and then they microwave your burger. Yeah, that's why I stopped or ordering the chicken sandwiches there because they microwave the lettuce and it's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> what the hell are you doing? <laughs> microwave the burger, then put the lettuce on afterwards. How yeah. hard is that? That's yeah. how you do it. I thought it was fl- flame broiled, not radioactive. Don't they flame broil? Is it all just microwave? Well, I Isn't guess they flame, flame broil it and yeah. then later on they, they microwave it, I guess. Okay, I don't it's know. It's around that. for a while. I have no I idea. I've just seen the microwave works. burgers there and I'm like, yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, you're not wrong. But you find Burger King takes a long time. Yeah. Okay. It's you the longest. It takes a very long time. There's it, a, has to, can't be, it has to be a fast food place. Yeah. Okay. There's an A&W buyer place here. Okay. And you just get out war and peace and just like <laughs> wait. Just forget it. And more so, yeah. if you go in to order, yeah. oh, just completely forget it. <laughs> just set up a bed. We'll wake you <laughs> when it's time. Huh. It's ridiculous. Because there's usually like one person working the whole thing. Mm. Working the drive-thru, working, working the front counter, working everything. It's oh, just crazy. That's terrible. I mean, I mean, AEW takes a long time regardless. Mm. But like, oh, it's just the longest time. You just go in there and just oh. go, just relax. Just <laughs> relax. Don't even, the fast part of fast food, just get it out of here. Just forget it. I yeah. find AEW kind of expensive. It is. Mm. Yeah. But it's got no hormones. But I think nothing has hormones anymore in fast food. I don't think they're allowed to have hormones. Not in, not in Canadian beef. Yeah, that's you always know, weird when they when they put chicken. that into an ad. Just go. We've got no hormones. Yeah. Legally, you can't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's weird. That's right. It's like boasting about you know the, what you you know. I've never murdered anyone. Look yeah. at me, everyone. Not a murderer. Yeah. Okay. That's right. <laughs> Good for you. We clean our bathrooms. <laughs> All right. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, good, that's a, that's all right. That seems to be expected. I don't know why you're yeah. boasting about it. But there is this cat working behind the counter. <laughs> I thought you worked at uh, McDonald's. Yeah, and technically the cat worked at Burger King in the beginning of the scenario. The cat can't keep a job, frankly. I'll have a big meow. <laughs> big Mac. And yeah. cat talk. I, I can't think of any other ones. Uh, <laughs> quarter dog pounder. There you go. What? <laughs> A quarter dog pounder? What does that mean? Well, oh, dog pound. Yeah, there you are. Uh, See? I got it. See, it took a little while. I got while. it. Why don't you go to A&W, relax, think about that joke for a while. You'll have lots of time. <laughs> lots of and time. And you'll be okay. They do have good onion rings at A&W, though. They really do. That is why I go. Mm. I go for the onion rings. Okay. And they also got the Beyond Meat burger there, which I also quite like. Okay. Yeah. Um, though the Beyond Meat sausage patty, get lost. Get the hell out <laughs> of here. That's good? Just go away. Hmm. Just get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. We, I had one of those before one of the con trips, and it was just like... <laughs> I was tasting it days later, just... No, thank you. So you did a lot of cons. Yeah, yeah, we did a lot of cons. We did Vancouver. We did Vancouver cons. We did Seattle. We did. We just came back from Victoria, which was nice. How was Victoria? Because when we talked about it, I don't think we talked about it on air, and I don't want to offend Victorian Victorian people. But Victoria being the capital city in in British Columbia, and so it's capital city con. We when you said you're going to spend three days in Victoria, we were like, good luck. 
a little too long, it felt like. Yeah, that's right. It feels yeah, like too I feel long. Like it might have been a little bit too long. Was it too long though? Maybe, maybe for the mm-hmm. con. Uh, I mean, it, they they had a, 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 a you know a nice amount of people. Sounded like you had a, sounded like you had a decent sales. You sold out of your yeah. Stuff. I did sell out of uh, what I had, which was great. That was uh, basically I'm getting rid of the the Simpsons and Futurama books. I'm going to try and just be selling in the future um, Sparks and Exorcisters things. So oh, is that right? To, yeah, I'm trying to just get rid of uh, huh. what we've got and kind of clear out clear out that. Is that a good idea? Why is that? To get rid of your uh... yeah, it's time to move on. Okay, yeah, okay. I uh, because uh, Bungo you don't Comics, want a crutch anymore. No, well, well, it's crutch. I mean, crutch was like 19 years of work. Uh, you know, I mean, that work. No, no, there, I, but right? I just mean, but yes, yeah. that's right. Uh, I wasn't putting down your work. Well, sound, I wasn't calling it a crutch. Like so uh, <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, it's fine. Meow. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I want to just kind of concentrate on stuff that I make now, if I can. Yeah, and it's it is easy to just like have the Simpson stuff there because it does sell. So yeah. it is kind of you're you're right. You're not a million miles off, like saying crutch. It's just like taking that out to focus on a, yeah. on other things. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, but pe- people do like it, and that was nice. Uh, it's it was an it was an interesting con. It was a little bit of an odd con. Um, Pia was with me, and normally she does commissions, but. Uh, that's kind of a culture that they don't have there yet. Oh, okay. Which is like getting artists to draw original stuff for you. Yeah. They, they don't, no one's really mm-hmm. done that. So they were trying to like kind of push that. There was a lot of artists that were there that was a similar situation. They're a little the, behind the times there. It wasn't an accident that I called them Victorian people. <laughs> There's a little bit. Yeah. It feels like it's Fan Expo a long time ago. Mm. You know, they've got like a couple of celebrities. There's a Star Trek person. Oh, there's that guy. From uh, how to put animals in your suitcase uh, in uh, old J.K. Rowling times, that oh, that oh. guy, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know how to collect them, put them, put them in a box, keep your animals together. Uh, he was in the, the movie the Crimes of Johnny Depp. He was, yeah. Well, the what is it called? Fabulous creatures and where to find them? Sure, there you go. Fantastic creatures. And where yeah, to find them. you know, if you want to say the real name, yeah, instead of the, the semi funny <laughs> name I was making up. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'm just trying to figure out but who he's it was. The best friend. Okay. He's the pal. The big he guy. The guy. Yeah, he's the, the guy who's also in Balls of Fury. He was also in uh, many other things. He was on um, some Star Wars uh, fan fan movie, like Fan Fanboys or something like that, I think it was. He's done a lot of stuff. Okay. But you've you've seen the movie, have you? Or I have I have seen Yeah, he's he's the, the guy with the, the mustache. Fantastic Crimes of Johnny Depp. Yeah, there you go. Uh so so he he's there and they're all swell and they're all fine. His biggest and, crime? Yeah. Taking over from uh Colin Farrell. Ah, that was that was the big crime to me in that movie. Could have been worse. Could have had Booker. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. Richard Greco. Yes. Oh. D- damn right's Richard Greco. <laughs> okay, he's trying to remember. Hey, it's the it's the guy's better looking than Johnny Depp. Let's see how long that's gonna last, and we're done. Um. But yeah, it was it was it, it, the nice thing was it was a lot of costumes, and so that was great. Okay, it was a lot good. of families, that's and fun. that was very very sweet. Yeah. But yeah, it was it wasn't a lot of commissions, which is a which is a little bit of a drag for artists because that's how they kind of make yeah a uh, majority of um, of their money. And there was uh, and I'm I'm saying this in the most delicate way I can. Uh, there was a lot of people there that uh, there was something going on. So it was like whether they were uh, on the spectrum or something was oh, going okay, on. Okay. So there's something going on. Mm. So every time you know you you meet with somebody, you got to really assess the situation really fast <laughs> okay. and go like, okay, and then try to give whatever they need and do yeah, whatever yeah. they need. But there was like you know quite a few people that wanted to just like be there and talk to you for an hour, yeah, you know, or some such. That is 
that's gives you that will give me a headache yeah that's a little there's a little bit of that and so you know it's fine i'm i'm there to, i'm there to talk to people and that's absolutely that's absolutely fine and i can do that and i understand that and there's always a bit of that at uh at cons that's that's sure. always going to be the case yeah and as someone who probably is himself uh, what am i gonna what am i judgy um but uh but yeah there was a lot of that yeah so so yeah so it was uh by the end of it it was like it was like this was a lot of work this is a bit of work um but it still was a good time but it's nice to be home and mm. back to writing and making things right now because we're a little bit behind on that okay, so okay. that's where that's where we are at right. though the nice thing um going back to what we we're talking about a couple of weeks ago of uh fun with taxes uh yes. we got through the first uh month of uh oh my gosh we got to pay a lot of stuff and the the con stuff ha- helped Oh, that's good. I'm uh, and glad. So we've uh, we've gotten through the end of the month. We've yeah. paid all the tax stuff that we need to pay for this month. We paid the rent for this month. We paid all the bills for this month. So we've gotten to this month. And knock on wood, here we go. Yeah, starting the next month. So more, we're more cons, but not that. Yeah, no, we're not doing more cons. <laughs> we're uh, we're doing a lot of work here that we're then mm. sending off to things. Yeah. Well, are are we doing VanCaf this year? Yes. Okay. Yep. You're uh, you're being uh, advertised already. So I yes, am. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Your picture is online right now. So oh, yes, I didn't realize they've used a picture from our signing at the kids' book uh, signing last, oh, nice. last year. Yeah, cool. So yeah, you'll be at the uh, Team Sparks table. Nice. And I'll, we'll be also be sitting next to uh, my wife Pia, so that'll be nice as well. I was talking cool. to them because I was a little, I was a little bit like, uh, I don't know if we want to just be in the kids' area because that was a little talk of that because I mm-hmm. do also want to sell the Exorcist. Yeah, stuff. yeah, okay, and. Uh, I want to be next to Pia, and she does adult stuff. So, uh, but yeah, we, they've said that it's all going to work out. So you'll find us there at VanCaf. Yeah, a couple of months uh, doing that. Yeah, and I am looking forward to that. Come and say hi. Please do get Dave to color something for you. Bring a coloring book; he will color the whole page for you. I'll color. <laughs> yes, thanks for thanks for that. Bring uh, one of those old timey doodle art. Yes, <laughs> the butterfly one. Yeah, and then as they gave you five of those colored markers, mm-hmm. and like, well, these will last. Oh yes, this is really good you for coloring a tenth of this thing. One one corner done, and it slowly gets more and more faded. The colors yeah, as, you, fade as you keep licking the marker as much as you can <laughs> to try to get it to keep going. Oh, that was great. And of course, did would your parents would they buy you like replacement mark felts for it to finish it? What are you crazy? No, oh, why would they? Why what would you they? don't have crayons? Although really, what are you, the king of France. Really, it would have been more pleasant to do that with pencil crayons. Ah. Because I think the, the felts that they gave for those were just too bright mm. and not very pleasant. Like, in a way, it kind of ruined the art. Like, adding all this kind of, like, really I kind of get the feeling you're supposed to put them up in your room and look at them when you're high. It feels like it's yeah. that kind of hippie-ish thing of, like, get sure. it on the wall and then, like, go, oh, the colors. They and were then, pretty trippy. Yeah. I think that was the idea. I just thought that was the style of the time. It was kind of it certainly was kind of trippy. Yeah, and the style of the times for markers was dry up fast, <laughs> well, was, real well, fast. Well, I don't think Doodle Art spent a lot of money on their felts. Does Doodle Art still exist? You know what? That's a good question. It is an excellent question. I mean, Let there me there are. I don't know because you know now they the rage nowadays are like adult coloring books, or at least they were the last year's rage. Doesn't it seem like this would be the time for Doodle Art to just like sure come out, come on and back. Shine? Come on back. Let's just take a look and see if Doodle Art is around. Um, while I'm doing this, 
uh, we have taken to doing questions of the week. Uh, uh, why? You know, we said we would never do segments, and then we then we started doing segments because you know what? We're goddamn hypocrites. And last week's question of the week was, uh, what cartoon or comic strip yeah. influenced you? And you know what? We did not say what our own were. No, we normally didn't. we do. Do you normally have, do because do have, but we uh, had guests on the show. We didn't want to. We don't want to make them wait any longer to eat. Oh, by the way. Yes. Yes, Doodle Art. By the way, let's oh. just say this. Hmm? Not only is Doodle Art still around, yeah. uh, they're yeah. now less expensive. Uh, and they've lowered their prices and made Doodle Art uh, 100% Canadian made by removing the markers. Wait for it. Now you can pay less and you can color using markers or, hey, Dave, hmm? colored pencils of your own choice. You were so colored on the pencils. money. I thought they said they were Canadian. Why are they using the word colored pencils when we know that, that is, they're called they're pencil crayons? They're colored with a U. Uh, I guess it's close, but they're pencil crayons is yeah. the real name for them. Get out Everyone. your Laurentians and Everyone knows town. my Laurentians. Laurentians had the best packaging. They that do. little The little house in yeah. the snow. The... Yeah, the murder cabin. It's not a murder cabin. Yeah, it's where the uh, family was killed by all the uh, colored pencils. <laughs> That's you know you know why they they got killed was for calling them colored pencils rather than pencil crayons. Yeah, they made that that classic Canadian mistake. We'll take a lot of stuff. We thought they were Canadian, and then it's kind of like that scene in 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 Glorious Bastards where the uh, the spy holds up the wrong fingers when he's ordering drinks. Ah. See, we, you give away the fact that you're not Canadian when you when you don't say pencil crayons. And then he realizes he's in an alternate universe where Hitler can be killed. And like, oh, wait, it's all different now. It's too late. He's me? dead anyway. Yeah. I wonder what things are like in the future, like uh, when, we are, when we're alive now. Mm. Yeah. What's what's it about? Maybe maybe the future is the future that you see in like later, like a Pulp <laughs> Fiction movie or something. Because no one ever like goes, hey, uh, remember how World War II ended? That was weird, right? <laughs> no one ever brings that up. No, they don't. Nope, be odd if they did. It would be. So, what was uh, what was uh, what was a comic strip that uh, that influenced you? Oh, I think it's pretty obvious. Oh, okay, Marmaduke, <laughs> Heathcliff. Uh, obviously, Peanuts. Yeah, yeah, Peanuts was a huge, huge yeah, one. I'm going to go for that one as well. And the second one, second biggest would be BC, which for some reason mm-hmm. I discovered as a kid and had a lot of paperbacks of of the BC comics. And I thought they were very, very good, like very funny as a kid. They seemed to speak to me, to little me, because they were had a sort of patina of intellectualism to them. They, you know that they weren't like they weren't dumb. They weren't a, right. they weren't dumb strips. They they made fun of things in a in a clever way. And they had things like you know dictionary definitions and poetry. And they made fun of you know they made fun of of modern mores. Through through cavemen, which was very it was very very entertaining to me. Yeah, I'm gonna go with as well um, the Far Side because okay. it was just legitimately funny. Like it uh-huh. was, uh, it was it was kind of top top level jokes, really yeah. really good jokes. Yeah, and it was drawn in a simple yet deep style mm. uh, that just gave you everything you needed to deliver the gag. You know, it was all, and I and I love that kind of simplicity. Whereas I do like a Bizarro. I think sometimes. Uh, because it's so well drawn, it takes away from the joke. Yeah, you know, yeah. and you're dazzled by the artwork and mm-hmm. uh, so much, so much business in the background. Yeah, um, and I, I, you know, I look at the jokes and I go, oh, "Those are really good jokes," uh, but uh, but they're no far side. Yeah. yeah, you need that kind of simplicity, and I think Gary Larson did a really great job. It was a shame once when they they did do an animated series and it just did not, uh, or an animated special, and it didn't fly. They mm. didn't work. 
Uh, it was shot in Canada. I think it might have been Nelvana. I'm not sure, but it was some Canadian company that uh, did the art for it. I believe local, and it was like, oh, this will be great, and uh, oh, it's not great. It's too bad. It doesn't. Uh, they were trying to just adapt the the actual single panel jokes as uh, animation. It's like, nope, nope, the timing's wrong. Yeah, uh, and uh, the the far side would let you do some of the work too would let you do a little bit of the heavy lifting which is kind of how you've got to do those those kind of jokes it's a big influence to me when i'm writing new yorker cartoons okay for sure yeah 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 i feel like i mean i you know i guess uh when you say influence i feel like that's something from your childhood but i guess you can talk about like far side uh, you know was i was already like a young Far side was a young uh, was adult our teen, when, was yeah our teens, teens and yeah, yeah that was like a junior high yeah. high school situation so I wouldn't, and I didn't really get it. I didn't, I didn't really know it very well because it didn't run in the Vancouver Sun, which was our family paper. Okay. Like I didn't, we didn't get the province. So we missed, I missed out on that, you know. All these uh, junior high school teachers and high school teachers had the, uh, the dinosaurs smoking. Uh, one was like how the dinosaurs went extinct. It was like, see, don't smoke. There you go. Huh? Get it? Get it? Huh? Yeah. It's funny end. I'm going to hang this up underneath my, uh, my pictures of the Beatles. There we go. <laughs> and my picture of Bob Dylan. Oh, yep. From his uh, Greatest Hits album. That poster drawn by... Oh, I can't think. I, his name's like on the tip of my tongue. Darn. <laughs> anyway, anyway it's, it's next to the Peter doesn't Max. Matter. So anyway. Yeah, the Peter Max one. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, yeah, because like I didn't see um, like Calvin and Hobbes, for instance, till... I was, you know, in my twenties because it was a province strip. Mm. I didn't start reading the province till I met Lisa and going, and, and I didn't start reading the province. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I sh- so I started actually going to her parents' house because I didn't go visit her parents' house for like They'd two years. They make you wait on the stoop, and that's where the paper was. I never went there when they were home. I would never. I very rarely went. To, you would just break in when they were out. I would just. I would go there with Lisa when the no paper. One, <laughs> when I knew no one was home, I would show up, and then I would leave the game before anyone else came home. So okay. I was the boyfriend who didn't wasn't there. Have you ever, sorry, that just made me remember like some of the, I went out with that, uh, yeah, I'd always have to like, you know, w- wait till we could hear their parents somewhere in the, a different part of the house. Then I'd have to like climb out the window and just run. Okay. No, just like really do a bolt. There's <laughs> a lot of, it's not that far away from where I'm living now too. So whenever I'm like uh, in that area, I'm just like, yeah, that was how I had to cut through there and just run. A lot wow. of good exercise in that relationship. Wow. Uh, no, I don't. I didn't know Lisa's parents for them to dislike me. I just didn't. I met didn't meet them. Mm. Like so, I didn't. You seem like you're a good young man to meet. I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know what. To, her dad didn't like me. Maybe that's why because I didn't show. I didn't come. Come. And the one time I did go there, I was like hours late because the buses. I didn't realize the bus system was just how archaic it was trying to get out to, to that area in those days yeah it was bananas it's like the tunerville trolley oh my gosh yeah it was every stop it's, you know it's even getting even getting to like richmond mm. and like that's a big city you yeah. should be able to get to richmond you oh can't. No. yeah plus and there's you, no and, sidewalks and you were getting to where where were you going to langley oh it's ridiculous where but I was, I was only going to langley city lisa still had to drive 20 minutes from her, her parents place to come and pick me up and then drive me back to there oh my word and uh, so that was, oop, that was, you know, it's like a lot of traveling. And I didn't, I didn't know how, you know, it's just one of those things where you, there's no, believe it or not, folks, there's no internet then. So mm-hmm. you couldn't say like, how long will this trip take me? An hour and a half? No, it would just, you know, you're just kind of like, well, I've taken the bus to Vancouver, so it was this long. I'm sure it'll take me yeah. just as long. You get, get a bus schedule that just might as well have just been, you know. <laughs> 
a fortune teller <laughs> saying, I sense 30 minutes? Yeah. I don't know. Well, the bus schedules, I don't remember them telling you how long it would take you to get places. Well, they would tell you when the, the bus, bus was supposed to pick you up, yeah, which they... was uh, just a goddamn lie. Like, it would oh, just really? not. Oh, yeah. It would just not. Interesting. I found I I found our our local bus, like where I, when I lived with my parents, that, that was very accurate. Like, I could leave my house at this time, and if I ran to the bus stop, I would get there okay. just in time to catch the bus. All right. If I didn't run, I'd miss it. Yeah, I just remember being at Wally Exchange and just be like, but you said, nah, nothing. There's just nothing close. <laughs> not even not even bloody close. Yeah. By the way, uh, yeah, he was wrong. You're a fine fellow and uh, he should have liked you. Oh, he likes me now. Good. Yeah, I won him over with my yeah. charm. Yay. <laughs> Big fan of the podcast? Uh, he doesn't even know what that means. No, that's probably for the best. Yep. Otherwise, need you to. might listen to this. He doesn't need to know um, more. As for cartoons, was there a cartoon that you... Uh, that changed things for you. Well, the Charlie Brown cartoons, of course. Right. Uh, mainly the main. Well, all of them, I guess, because some of them taught me like how great you know something could be, and also some of them told me how terrible something could be. Sure. You know how disappointing uh, you know art can become over time. You know, there's a big difference between a Charlie Brown Christmas and that one, whatever it's called, the one where he's trying to kick the ball and Lucy keeps pulling it away, and he's getting blamed by the team. <laughs> that one just that just killed me as a kid watching that one. Because it just seems so unfair. Like, can anyone see that she's pulling the ball away from him? Like, why are you getting mad at him? Shouldn't you be getting so, mad at her? Yeah, though that is not a million miles away from how things actually work. You know, if you were if you were right now, uh, okay, here's here's all right. Hey, Ian, why don't you get political? Well, uh, don't mind if I don't. <laughs> um, if you look at the way things are in the states right now, yeah, uh, I would say you've got a Donald Trump who's a Lucy. Who's constantly the one who's misbehaving? Yeah, but but everyone's blames people who are around are just like you know they're mm. just like well can't you clearly see yeah. that the way this is going is this no 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 uh, boo you <laughs> like yeah okay that's just uh, that's just how it is yeah like that things are unfair things are unfair and we're gonna we're and they're unfair for Charlie Brown and that's how it is and and, and there you go perception people even though it's like clearly the thing it's yeah. not uh, it's yeah. not the thing. Yeah, I'd say that's good prep for life. No, I guess you're right, actually. I mean, yeah, I guess uh, you are right. Uh, Charlie Brown is an underdog. And if there's one thing that, that Charlie Brown has taught us, or the Peanuts has taught us, is that we don't actually like underdogs very much. Hmm. We only like underdogs if they succeed. But they succeed against us. We're what's stopping them. Mm. We're, we're what make them underdogs. And we're the ones who are preventing them from succeeding. Interesting. And the only way we respect them is if they beat us, you know, all of us. And succeed against our, our, you know, our, our own, you know, against whatever we're doing, you know, all the blocks and things we put in front of them. Mm. Slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. Yeah, all, all of it. And, but we don't really like underdogs. And we don't really like because a, under, the underdogs... character underdog either. Let's be honest. Does anyone here really like the character underdog? I can remember liking it. Do you though? Yeah. Would you watch it? Hey, I've got a free underdog DVD. Do you mm-hmm. want it? You don't want it. So fuck off. Yeah. You don't like underdog. No one likes underdog. No, okay, that's go true. Ahead. That's why I have underdog deodorant. The <laughs> what? Underarm deodorant. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I had to explain what? it. It's so yeah. dumb. I still don't quite it's get so it. But dumb. All right. It's so dumb. Anyway, um yeah, I just you know, like we don't like underdogs because they they're they're the challenge to the status quo and what we hold on to most dearly is the status quo. I think we're worried about be, being the underdog. So like and it could know, be that too. If, we, if, yeah. we, if we're in favor of the underdog, they mm-hmm. might drag us down and we might be the underdog and then oh yeah. my gosh. Then we're yeah, we we join the uh the out group when we don't want to be in the out group. We want to be in the in group. 
you know. And you can see that, like, for instance, at work, you can see people there who bully because it keeps them from being the under the out person. Yeah, it's safe. If you bully, if you bully someone, if you make someone else you're the victim of bullying, they're the out person, and you are the in person. You hope, you know. Obviously, it can backfire if you choose the wrong person to bully. But uh, yeah, no, I don't think I don't think as a yeah I don't think we we're we're all that fond of underdogs. We like an underdog story, mm-hmm. but we don't like we don't want the actual. This is something. Whenever again, I I look at like the American news and you see these very jockey anchors and they're talking about Trump and uh, and I want to just say to them, you weren't bullied. Yeah, you were the jock. Yeah, you know, you're showing me you doing. Uh, and there are there is a guy who does like uh, uh, push-ups, but like standing on his head and just does these push-ups. And like, well, you don't get this. You, you know, this is someone, a news anchor. Who does this is this? a news anchor. Yeah. Um, and uh, mm. you don't you don't remember being in school. Yeah. And seeing the bully doing something yeah. really cruel, and then a large group of people behind him laughing and like slapping his back and like like it and just like. What were you guys think? Like, you're. What do you like about that? He's yeah. hurting somebody. You're yeah. laughing. What's the funny part of that? It's mm. weird. Yeah. What's the funniness? But like, you're all part of this group, and you love the energy of your part of this winning group, even though the person who's like your your main guy, by the way, is going to turn on you in a heartbeat. Like the second <laughs> you do anything half wrong or say the wrong thing, you're now going to be a victim. There's a danger in being in this group. But yeah, they. You know, if you're the person who was like pushed into the locker. Ah, you get it. And you know, I got to stop this guy. But if you're the jock who's walking by just going, "Mm," you know, and you're, and you're immune to this, you're you're just going like, "Ah, I guess it's just something to talk about or report on or whatever. And that's what it feels like. You know, when I see these guys like, ah, you don't get it. You're too good looking. You're too good looking. You don't get it. You don't get it. You know, find me a nice nerd. Hey, John Oliver's talking. He gets it. This guy gets it. Okay. Go for it. Here we go. Heads up. Here we are. Stephen Colbert. Yeah. You were a nerd. You were a big, you know, Tolkien fan. I yeah. get it. Yep. You know, and also he's a guy who suffered tragedy in the past and he gets it. Like mm-hmm. he gets empathy. He gets that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But jocks be gone. Uh, the, <laughs> this is a weird one because obviously like the, uh, the peanut specials for sure were a huge thing with me. But I used to like when I was uh, growing up, I liked Battle of the Planets. That was like a, yeah, was uh, you know, and um, not interpretation, but adaptation of Gotcha Man science. Ninja Force Gatchaman, I think. Um, and it was, it was, it was good. It was better than it should have been. Um, but then, uh, we got lent, and I think you watched them with me, uh, the show called Robotech. Maybe I watched, uh, yeah, quite a few. Right. And we, we got kind of addicted to it. We were watching a whole bunch in a row. It was yeah, one yeah. of the first shows that I ever kind of like had to binge and like would have cliffhangers that you were like, well, I got to see where this is going. <laughs> and characters lived and died. Yeah. And, you know, it was about a war and, you know, you're going, oh, I hope they beat the villains. And they're like, wait a minute, there's, there's ethical problems with this. And, oh, I like that guy. He's dead. What? And it kind of showed me what uh, a cartoon like that could be. It wasn't the G.I. Joe everyone's going to be alive by the next one mm-hmm. then war means nothing yeah it's all it's all fine everything gets reset it was like nope nope people get really hurt and screwed up and uh you know even though this person loves this person they might not end up with that person that just might not be the case it was a lot deeper as a cartoon than anything i'd seen before and it was uh that was a big influence to me <laughs> with like storytelling and i was like oh okay you, you can take a structure of a big sci-fi background and actually have more depth to it than i than i expected so i i ran into that at i think the right time in life 
for me, I think a big influence in terms of cartoons were Bugs Bunny cartoons. Sure. Um, they really did, were a big part of. It's hard to say. Like, it's really, it's really a chicken and egg argument, though, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. so it's a foghorn leghorn situation. That <laughs> it's real foghorn leghorn. No, I just mean, <laughs> did By you? Way, that didn't age that well. Foghorn leghorn, for the most part. No, it's but it's you know what's weird about Falkhorn Lake that it's a parody of Senator Claghorn. It's not even a parody; it's a absolute rip off, <laughs> like direct lift. It's a direct rip off of a Fred a Allen uh, character. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It seems weird. Like, did they pay Fred Allen for this character that they took? Doesn't it seem strange to you that you just take strange. a character uh-huh. from a, like a radio show and just like transport it a whole into that? For, I mean, it, yes, it's now a chicken and not a senator, but it's still using the voice. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it was the same actor. No, it was no, Blank who did it, wasn't no. it? That's weird. It's very strange to me. Um, but no, I was going to say it's kind of a chicken egg because did you did I like or did you like Bugs Bunny because it tickled your already existing funny bone? You know what I mean? It didn't really influence you. It just answered what you needed. You know, you were looking for that. It was that. always around. It was there. So I don't know what the point where it would have like, like I liked it before I knew what it was. Yeah. And I knew them then by so well that I didn't really laugh with the exception of sometimes if there was a brand new one that yeah. I'd never seen. Yeah. Like uh, the Dover Boys, which wasn't a Bugs mm. Bunny one, but that yeah, was just yeah. a really good Chuck Jones one that I think is yeah. one of the funniest cartoons ever. Or Duck and Muck also made yeah. me laugh quite a bit. Sure. Um, but for the most part, it was just like, it was, it was the comfort of like this familiarity and seeing these characters. Yeah. And I then, can still remember the shock of the end of Duck and Muck. Mm. Like I can still remember like watching it and being shocked at it. And one, one I remember is where Bugs Bunny gets angry at this, like, it's, you know, like a low amount of money you could get paid for rabbit. Like, in, like, yeah. you know, and he, and he just goes on this rampage and like, you know, closes ca- the Grand Canyon and does all this stuff. And I love that one. Was that the one where he, uh, cut off Florida? Like I think so. Yeah. Soft yeah, yeah. Florida. Yeah, yeah. I think so. It's been a while since I watched it. I just remember yeah, liking it so much. Rabbits are harmless. Because like it's, harmless. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll show you. It was one that I hadn't seen before, and yeah, that's just that kind of that kind of yeah, where you're just like, whoa, I haven't seen this one. This is great. That's a great feeling. Uh, yeah, but it's I, it's it's interesting. Like, did I like Charlie Brown because it reflected my own sort of feeling of outsiderness as a kid? You know, and it, that it just it would just echoed that to yeah. me in a, in a comforting way that that it made it made me not alone in my these feelings, you know, like loneliness and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I still love like people are always like look at me like I'm an insane person when I say, "Oh, my favorite time of year is uh, is fall," because I love when the, there's no tr- leaves on the trees and yeah. it's just like gray days and it's maybe raining and it's just bare tr- bare trees and I just love that feeling. I love that melancholy feeling. That it gives you, yeah. Partly because it reminds me of Charlie Brown. Sure. That feeling is par- part of what I associate with Charlie Brown, which is weird. Well, you look at like Charlie Brown Christmas, and the the first song is a very sad song. Like with the kids skating around, it's mm. not like we're having a great time and everything's yeah. fantastic. It's like nope, just da 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 da. And then the, well, the first thing is like I'm depressed. It's like what? <laughs> yes. Kids are depressed at Christmas. Yeah, that is the opposite of like any Christmas special you would see. It's yeah, like, it's yeah. great. It's Christmas. I'm really depressed. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. What's it all about? Yeah. I don't know. And as a kid, yeah, as a kid. There's a lot of you that's like sad time, so yeah, you do relate to it. Mm-hmm. But they also had really good stories too, for the most part. Yeah, especially yeah. when he and then when you got to the movies and like a boy named Charlie Brown or even Bon Voyage, Charlie Brown and Don't Come Back. You know, really, they're good. They're good stories. Yeah, and they never yeah. felt like they were talking down to you, which as a kid was was great. That's also really good. Yeah, yeah. that's that's right. To read something that's uh, relatable, but also relates to you is so is so perfect it's so and it's hard to find you're right yeah i mean again when i'm when i'm writing 
you know, something like Sparks or even was writing Simpsons of Futurama, it was like, even though technically it's, it's kind of all, uh, for kids, yeah. you know, like, no, no, it's, it's all ages. It's just gotta be, you gotta write it all ages or kids will like sniff that out. And, oh and, yeah. And you know, but it's kind of, and it's, it's, I was thinking about that comic strip, uh, Zitz in the paper. Mm-hmm. Like Zitz isn't, isn't a comic strip. I don't think a teenager would read and go, oh, I really relate to this. Because really, it's more about how an adult feels about teenagers. That's what sure. it's really about. Aren't teenagers messy? Aren't their rooms a mess? Don't they eat a lot of pizza? Are they? Do they never stop texting each other? Yeah. But, you know, all these sort of things like that, right? Whereas Luann is, is sort of different from that. Luann isn't... Luann is in the world of Luann. It's not looking outside the world of Luann at Luann, if you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Like, the humor is based in the characters. It's not based in... Oh, aren't teenagers messy? Or I mean, there's a little bit, especially in the Saturday ones. They're more kind of unrelated to the general yeah. storyline, so you get more kind its of its own thing. Like it yeah. became its own sort of weird thing. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Zitz is still, you can see how they sold Zitz, and it still is what it is. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, and I'm not putting it down. I'm just, but it's different. Same than, like Baby Blues. It's the same. Even though sure. Baby Blues took some weird turns when they started having more babies, and that became there was a bit of surrealness <laughs> to it. Well, now there's 15 of them. It just seems oh, really my strange. Gosh. But where Charlie Brown was different because Charlie Brown was, Charlie Brown was, um, Dave's yeah, it was disturbed because there's a plane flying over. It was, it was about kids, but the kids in it were smart. Yeah, and it isn't about how oh aren't kids this or kids are so da 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 da. It's just no no. These are here's their characters. Here's what they do. Yeah, and this is their lives. I wonder if it's strange for kids nowadays if they see it uh, a special and just go where are the parents. Because because it is yeah. it is back in the day of free range sure. children yeah where well there you're off having your own adventures but <laughs> yeah. like there's never a parent going you got to be in by this time or mm. no one's ever watching them yeah. we need a supervisor for this baseball game yeah you guys just can't play baseball in a in a sand lot we need a parent here to watch yeah. over this we need two parents so they can fight over it and make it no fun at all for anyone yeah no i know i remember i'm I'm sure i mentioned the show but i'll mention again um watching you lent me some sesame street the like the first five episodes or something and i was watching with the girls because i thought oh this would be kind of fun to watch it was fun it wasn't wasn't like i didn't watch and go oh my gosh did i really like this no it was still it was still like watchable Mm -hmm. but there's a scene where there are these kids just playing in a construction site (laughs) yeah and they're like putting boards across leader yeah yeah putting boards across sawhorses and walking up ramps and stuff like that and you know playing around and mary literally turned to me and said did kids actually play like this i said oh yeah we played like that all the time when i was a kid like we would just go and roam around and you know there was no even when i grew up as a teenager behind our house uh when we first moved into our area it was entirely just shrub kind of scrubby shrubland behind us and then it started to develop and we would go play in the houses as they were being built. And there was never security guards. No. There was no one there prote- you know, protecting the wood from getting stolen, <laughs> which is, you know, which nowadays, you know, you just can't. You know, like Lisa went riding at Aldergrove Lake Park uh, last week, went, went horseback riding there. And so she had the, took the trailer there and parked the truck. And there was a sign that said, just leave your car unlocked. Remove valuables and leave it unlocked. Because otherwise, they'll just get your windows broken. I, I'm obviously paraphrasing. It's was, yeah. it's less uh, <laughs> it's less of how I sound about it. Uh, but it was just that was the advice: don't lock your windows. I mean, sorry, don't lock your car because you just get broken windows. So what's the point? <laughs> it's weird, right? Yeah. Like what a world. This is what we have. Like, and she was going to go riding at Fourth Avenue Trail, and she'd par- she parked, and she 
was you know get out, get out and get Harris out and, and stuff. And then this car, this, this kind of car pulled up, and she said, "Obviously, these people obviously look like you know sort of druggies, and they're just waiting there for her to leave and other right. cars to come, and then they'll just do their thing." So she said, "Forget it." She just drove away and went somewhere else. But yeah, what a blah. Yeah, I remember uh, really clearly building a <laughs> build, building a treehouse out of uh, fence slats, but like very thin flat fence slats that in no way could really support you. And so we were like, <laughs> you know what, this is a bit dangerous. And we were like quite high up in this tree. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, we got to do something to make this safer. And our thing of making this safer was we found a filthy mattress that was in the woods. <laughs> And we just dragged it to the bottom of the tree. And there are springs sticking out. Like, it is just <laughs> disgusting. But we're like, well, if we fall, this is going to break our fall. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, that's right. It, it would just be, it would just be like, just if tetanus can break your fall, yes, yeah, yeah. it would have, it would have been. You were going to fall into squalid teenage sex. Yeah. We, that's where you're heading. We, uh, we did not have a good, like, I, okay, one, maybe they should have taught kids, like, you know, here's things to be safe. But I think, like, we really needed more ideas of the laws of physics. You know, there's a lot <laughs> of things that I thought that we that would break my fall that in no way would break my fall, you know, uh, in case of trouble. I yeah. just need an umbrella. Uh, just all you do is open it on the way down. <laughs> Penguin style. I mean, that's a big fat guy. He And it carries him. We tried that when I was a... Yeah. elementary school jumped for a go? big stunt stump uh i think we weren't high enough to have the proper proper effect all right well let's, if we've been able to get, let's go <laughs> if we've been able no we're too big for it now but as kids uh i think if we'd had more height we would not No, i'm just joking there's no way it worked but we tried yeah we definitely tried i think that was the day i got my ear pinched actually by the vice principal because i remember coming back to school and we were really wet yeah and i got in trouble for doing something which i hadn't done and it was fair enough because I'd done plenty of other things that were bad, so you know it all came out in the wash. But now, were you ear pinched or ear dragged? He no, I was in the office, and he walked up behind me and he pinched my ear in order to make to hurt me. Oh, but you weren't allowed to spank kids at this point. Yeah, well, fuck that guy. So he shouldn't have done that. No, yeah. he shouldn't have. I had a teacher because um, uh, a kid pushed me and I pushed him back, and then he grabbed my ear, and it was the principal and or vice principal i don't remember which yeah. and uh, dragged me into the school and it was a considerable distance and then through the hall and yeah it was just like by my ear yeah. and uh, really really painful to the point where i was just shouting at him knock it off like i was i was respectful at first yeah and then it was just like well, i gotta stop this guy from you know forget, yeah forget everything else now i'm just on survival mode of like <laughs> i don't care how much trouble i'm gonna get into i'm in like so much pain and then, yeah, then he sat me down and was just lecturing me. And I was sitting there, red hot anger. And I was just glaring at him. And it was like, there's nothing you can do to me at this point. Yeah. You've just like tortured me for like this amount of time. I'm in, I'm in so much pain. I'm so angry. And I think I intimidated the guy because I was just sitting there and I was just going, uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. <laughs> and just like staring him down like I was Satan. And then he's like, well, maybe you should get back to class. Yeah. I'll do that. And I got up and I just like, I was like, well, that's how you, that's how you to turn someone into this, you know? Well, fuck authority. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's terrible. Yeah. No good. Yeah. I never, besides that ear pinch, I didn't, I didn't get in, in too much trouble. I also had a teacher who liked, uh, she, she would like make you put your hands out and then she would like slap them as hard as you could, like on the, on the back of your hands. Really? Once again, cause you know. But uh, because you couldn't spank a kid, but they would always like tell you, "Hey, eh, you used to be able to spank a kid." So, so she would do this. But the thing with that was, even though of course it would just be wrong, period. Yeah. But I would say eight out of ten times, 
she was wrong about like I didn't do that thing that she was talking about literally. Yeah. And I say that now, not in any way covering my own ass now. Yeah. But I'm like, no, she was just wrong. So I was like, well, I'm getting hit for nothing. So again, she's an idiot. This is dumb. School stinks. Fuck this. <laughs> and you know, that's what that's what you're building in me. Yeah. So uh good job. Good job, uh St. Jude's in uh Greenfield Park, Quebec. Hope you smartened up since then. <laughs> so um well we maybe ha- those teachers were kind of holdovers from a time when you could be yeah they were f- they were around they would tell you kids. about the good old days when you could use the strap mm, or when the you good could old uh, days yeah because i got a spanking in kindergarten and that was the last year you could spank a child in school mm. but i got like an actual spanking like across the lap spanking wow all right well this is going to be one of our questions right now is like uh to 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 you was there ever the strap in your school? Were you around during strapping times or spanking times, or any of those, uh, or any of those times? So it must have been a private school if they're using. No, it was a public school. It was the a, last school that did it. All right, you can get into the microphone. I because I just had to jump in on this. Uh, <laughs> no, this was one of the last schools. It was a rural school, so they they probably didn't get the memo until later or something. <laughs> uh, At least but, ignored it. Yeah, but it, all the kids were terrified of the strap. Wow. But then there were friends who would like go off. The, the grounds to go smoking and it said well if you get caught there's a trick you can do if you get the strap is that you take one of your hairs from your head and you lick your hand and you stick the hair inside the crease yeah. of your palm like in any one of these lines yeah so it's invisible so you can't see it and then when they hit you it immediately draws blood and they have to stop oh okay you can't do the full 10 Huh. And I remember that and going, this place is crazy. <laughs> we were only there for a few months, and I'm glad we left. Very good. Yeah. All go. right. <laughs> Thank you. So that was uh, that was Pia Guerra with the story of how to get out of a strapping. Yeah. There you go. Um, so so yeah, let us know if uh, if if that was. And how about this? How about in school? What was the type of discipline that your school did? What was the what was the standard punishment? Was it a detention thing? Mm. Was was it a humiliation thing? Uh, what to, what went on? Uh, so yeah, again, when I went to Catholic school, there was a lot of tugging and pulling, and they <laughs> yeah. would grab your snow hood and they would drag you by that. There was a lot of that. Uh, so boo on all that. Uh, but yeah, let a, let us know. Um, but going back to last last week's question, we had a letter and yeah. uh, do you want me to, want me to read email. the email? First? I would love you to. So this is from Greg. Hey, Greg. And Greg said to us, he said, Dear David and Ian, which is correct alphabetically. I like that. Yes. Dear David and Ian. Yes, absolutely. I grew up in the mid to late 60s, which allowed me to see the best of the older cartoons and the newer cartoons. Bugs Bunny and many of the related characters from the Looney Tunes universe, including Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, Foghorn, Leghorn, etc. The animated show was vastly superior to the comic books. Well, no kidding. The comic yeah. books... Yeah, the comic books really neuter all those characters, like just take away any kind of power that they had and just render them. Yeah, they, they did not have that sense of chaos. Everyone stood up too straight. Yeah. And they just presented jokes. And, and Daffy Duck was always drawn very weird. Mm. Yeah. And they became suburban characters. They weren't they weren't urban characters anymore. They, they had... Yeah. Did they? And, and sometimes Bugs Bunny would have his uh, niece and nephew with him, which was always like a, a problem. Yeah. So he yeah. shouldn't be babysitting. Why are you getting Bugs Bunny to babysit your kids? What are you thinking? <laughs> that's, 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 that's insane. Yeah. Are you going to get Groucho Marx to babysit your kids? <laughs> no. All right, good. Maybe that's why I was so, why I loved the Marx Brothers so much when I saw them. Because the Marx Brothers obvious, obviously were influences on Bugs Bunny. Like the earlier Marx Brothers, the mm-hmm. the, the Paramount Marx Brothers. The, that kind of anarchy was obviously a big 
influence on on the Warner Brothers cartoons. Let me ask you that: Was there ever uh, Marx Brothers um, where there was kids? Marx Brothers. Oh wait, there was there in the big the big store. There was some there were some kids in there. Yeah, but there really wasn't kids kids. It no, wasn't. there was. The, I think on in Night of the Opera on the boat, there's kids watching Chico play the piano. Right, they would they would do that, but, were, they, but you, you never, never had like you never had a chaplain type thing where like no, you know he defended they, a child. They didn't interact with kids, right? Really. And definitely uh, Groucho didn't have a niece and nephew with like the same glasses and mustaches <laughs> that he had to like look after. Okay, it's my niece Grouchette <laughs> and Grouchoni. So Greg goes on. He says the Flintstones. One mm-hmm. thing that was influential was how many of the episodes dealt with then current celebrities, who yes. I didn't know a lot about since I was too young. I still remember Anne Margrock and the Wayouts and Rock Quarry and Hoagie Carmichael and etc. Yes. Now here's my problem with Hoagie Carmichael. Am I missing a rock pun in that? Yeah. Wasn't well, his name Hoagie Carmichael? Mm. Like the sing- like the the songwriter performer. His name is just right. Hoagie Carmichael. Like where's the? Yeah. Where's the where's the gag? Yeah. That's weird. Now you got me. You got me wondering about that. Yeah, Hoagie Carmichael is just the guy. Yeah. All right, so Hoagie, Hoagie Carmichael. So we're looking at yeah, Flintstones. Fair enough. And uh, yeah, he's just Hoagie Carmichael. What the <laughs> fuck, Flintstones? Get your act together, man. Now, I got I to gotta say, to be fair, yeah. I cannot... Stony Carmichael? What would you call him? I don't know what the pun would be. And Hoagie Carmichael, there's not a lot in there. Carmichael. Carm? Car. I don't know. That's tough. It is hard. Yeah. Those rock puns. How about, you know what? Sometimes you take it. them for granted. I got it. Hoagie Cave Michael. No, they didn't do puns on that they were cavemen. Oh, By right. the way, take it for granted. You just uh, just uh, let, let that go. You, you ignored what I said. Oh, did you say take it for granted? Yeah, you, you take say the that? puns uh, for granted. I'm sorry. That's pretty good. I'm sorry. Uh, one of my favorites was the one where they crossed over with Bewitched. And they uh, just had like Sam and Darren. Yeah, they just were like like you like know, animated versions. Yeah, of like there? the animated from like the opening title credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just moved in next door to the uh, the Flintstones, and they had like a little adventure. That does sound good. I was never a fan of the Flintstones as a kid. I watched it uh, so much. <laughs> Once again, it wasn't condescending. Like it was like it was a family. Uh, it was Stone Age family. Uh, oh yeah, from the town, a of modern Rock. Stone Age family. Yeah, they were a page right out of history. Yeah. Um, but they they would that is well established. They would have sitcom problems. It wouldn't be anything kid like. Which then later on, when they had the Saturday morning version, it was like definitely kid like, and it was meh. Yeah. To, to to that. I think I'm not a huge fan of the sitcom form. Mm-hmm. I didn't really enjoy it. Like even as a kid, I wasn't really a fan of it, which is weird because I did enjoy Mash and stuff like that. So I don't. I'm a hypocrite. Anyway, no, no, his, he Ho- also says no. This Hoagie Carmichael thing is really bugging me now. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> uh mad snappy answers to stupid questions sure does this count as a cartoon strip Mm -hmm. of course it does i learned that people say stupid things i also remember the comic offering multiple multiple responses to each stupid question thus teaching me that there is more than one way to frame your response sure he also says peanuts the cartoon was more influential than the tv special simply because i'd see the comic every day in the newspaper while the specials only came on two or three times a year well what about arbor day Everything that is now considered cliche about Peanuts, for example, Lucy pulling away the football, Snoopy as World War I flying ace, Shorter's piano, seemed fresh then. You're right. Doonesbury. Can't forget this one with its brilliant combination of cultural and political satire. Yeah, I would still, I would read it, but uh, the eyes disturbed me. Oh, really? Yeah. By the way, here's an interesting thing about the Peanuts now that I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, when uh, when Snoopy would do 
characters. Like he would be like, it's uh, the college student, Joe Cool. Joe Cool, yeah. But when he was the World War One flying ace, he would never name himself. Yeah. He would just be the World War One flying ace, generic. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, never came up with a name for him. Probably better. Probably better that way. And it, it feels, well, Joe Cool, though, he's interacting with the other character, the other characters in the, whereas World War One. I'm con- sorry, I'm confusing Joe Cool with Joe College. Oh, I'm sorry. It was also Joe College. Joe Cool was another character that hung around the, the school, I guess. But those, when he's the vulture and stuff like that, those characters, or Buzzard, I should say, those characters interact with the cast of the cart of the, the cartoon. The World War One Flying Ace does not, or should not, interact with the cast of the cartoon. Except that he does with Marcy because she was the lovely French girl who uh, serves him root beer at the bar. Marcy, and it's weird because you wouldn't go like Marcy. Yeah, what's she doing around? Yeah, she lives like one town over. But like when when Snoopy's having his World War One adventures, is it Marcy, actually Marcy or is yeah, it's Marcy. Okay. Yeah, oh. Marcy's Marcy's That's wrong. Marcy's the server at the bar that he goes to where he drinks root beer and and remembers the past and like mourns, and uh, it gets a little dark actually. Now I'm thinking about it, uh, but, uh, but okay. yeah, that's good. So then he goes on to the Beatles Weekly TV cartoon. Ah, I don't remember how much this initiated my love for the Beatles versus it simply complimenting what I was hearing on the radio. Kimba the White Lion. Okay. It's honorable mention. And then he says, thank you for a great show. Cheers, Greg. And then he says, P.S. He answers an older question here. He says, I like Seth Meyers the best among the latest crop of late night hosts. I would agree. He just seems to have the best writers writing and a delivery that has the right balance of lightheartedness with an underlying incredulousness of what is going on in U.S. politics. Very good. Uh have you got time for me to list Snoopy's alter egos? Yes. Very good. Let's let's hear Snoopy's alter egos. This is actually we're really looking forward to this now. Okay. Uh, well, his very first one he did. Yeah. Very first. Okay. Was a shark. He impersonated oh. shark. Okay. Uh, then it was a wolf. That's right, the shark. Yeah, rhinoceros. Wolf. Yeah. Snake. He used to do snake in I the grass. Snake. Yeah. Uh, he would do an impression of Violet, where he would put his ears back and he put him in a bun and he would uh, impersonate her. <laughs> A ponytail, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you don't think it's a bun that uh, she's got? No, she had, a, she had a ponytail. ponytail. Yeah. Violet? Yeah. Uh, uh, we, also a pelican. That's right. We do a pelican. Classic. Uh, Lucy? Yes. Yeah. That's great. They do a moose. Yes, with his ears, yep. Yeah. Beethoven? Right. Yeah. Mickey Mouse? Okay, once again, the ears. Yeah, that's a very funny one. Uh, giraffe? Okay. Kangaroo? Okay. Alligator? Okay. Lion? Yeah. Python? Once again, we're back to that. <laughs> uh, elephant? Polar bear? Uh, a mule, circus dog, sea monster, yeah, penguin, anteater, bald eagle, vulture, tiger, uh, vulture, goat, bloodhound, cow, baby, cricket, mountain lion, TV antenna, <laughs> helicopter, Dracula, mm. uh, a dinosaur, ship's captain, rabbit, gorilla, lost calf, <laughs> a salmon, a hood ornament, hood ornament was pretty good, uh, chairman of the board, <laughs> a fierce jungle ape. Shepherd, gargoyle, teddy bear, weather vane, sheep, yeah. trapeze artist, skateboard champion, <laughs> and he was a skateboard champion in 1965. So let's wow, uh, uh, that's even before the tennis pro. Sure thing. Bowling ace, surfer, world famous French foreign legionnaire. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. So let's just say this: he was the legionnaire before he was the World War One flying ace. Yes. What year would you say the World War One flying ace shows up? Must have been 67. Two years earlier, 65. Oh, very 65. Close. So, oh, wow. But he also was a World War I Army surgeon. 
he was the masked marvel. He was a piranha, yes. leopard, secret agent, world famous hockey player, mm-hmm. creature from the sea, school principal, uh, world famous baseball manager, world famous golf pro, Easter Bunny, captain of the rescue squad, famous hockey goalie, prairie dog, world famous astronaut. <laughs> what year would that be? Gotta be 69. You bet, and feeling fine. World famous <laughs> roller derby star. World War II veteran. Well, we moved up. We forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, world famous quarterback. World famous skier. Yeah. The head beagle. And he's still not he... a tennis pro. Nope. Bye. But. He, remember, he gets lost going to Petaluma. Oh, well, let me just say. Yeah. He was the head beagle in February 16th. Of 1970, June 11th, 1970, world famous tennis player. Oh, there we go. Right there. (laughs) World famous grocery clerk. (laughs) Okay, this one's a bit of a surprise. Sure. The world famous swinger. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah, well, we didn't know whether he was fixed or not. The answer is no. Uh, Easter Beagle. Maybe that made him more of a swinger that he was fixed. What year do you think Joe Cool shows up? Oh, okay, well, I'm going to say 71. Bang on. Uh, World-famous football coach, world-famous swimmer, (laughs) world-famous skater, world-famous attorney, (laughs) captain of the Starship Enterprise. not even an author yet. Yeah. Good for captain of the Starship Enterprise. 1972. Pirate, bat, football team doctor, (laughs) world-famous member of the emergency rescue squad, Uh, world-famous crabby skating pro. Joe Motocross. Wow. The world famous Truffle Hound. Everyone, uh, we, uh, to our affiliates, we're going to be running late. This is going to go well. <laughs> a horse, an airplane mechanic, a man from the Chamber of Commerce, okay. a jogger, a helicopter, the Statue of Liberty, an owl, Peppermint Patty, the world famous disco dancer. Uh, so you can tell what year we're up to now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the April Fool, Blackjack Snoopy, the world famous riverboat gambler. Uh, the world famous surveyor, <laughs> a scarecrow, a python, a uh, fierce jungle animal, a bow and arrow hunter, Dr. Beagle and Mr. Hyde, mm, a wow. rattlesnake, the world famous census taker, <laughs> John McEnroe, Tracy okay. Austin, John Newcomb, a world famous huh. advice columnist, okay. painter, Joe Preppy. Joe Preppy, wow. Uh, what year is Joe Preppy, would you say? 81? Yes. A world-famous hired hand, world-famous surgeon, Joe Sandbagger, a chariot race driver, Flash Beagle, the little red-haired girl, a punker, wow. the, the lone beagle, uh, the world-famous agent, a python. I think we've had a python already, haven't we? Uh, an ape, Alistair Beagle, Santa Claus, we're getting to the end, an October Beast, the world-famous flagman, a beaver, a trained service technician, an ace airlines pilot, Joe Grunge. <laughs> what year for Joe Grunge? Well, let's, I'm going to go 90, 92. Three. Ah. World famous hockey coach, Second Joe Blackjack, myself. Black Beagle, a revolutionary war patriot, the world famous big rig operator, the Scott Fitzgerald hero, <laughs> and the world famous orthopedic surgeon. <laughs> Holy wow, moly! And I, I, you must have said it, but I, I obviously miss world famous author as well. Oh yeah, I guess it was so. a dark and stormy night. Yeah, was he? What did he call himself? A world famous author for? But that? he was. I don't know. But he was an author. He did type and and write stories. So that is now. I'm just looking up this swinger one. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he was the world famous swinger, and uh, he was getting phone calls over at Charlie Brown's uh, place. Uh, you know, and Charlie was happy that girls were calling, and then he was like, "Ah, oh, he's handing the phone to Snoopy." He was going, "Here's a world famous swinger dancing with all the girls at the turnabout." Yeah, the turnabout dance. Nice. Oh, that's great. That's just great. I just that makes me makes me want to go and read. There Peanuts. you are. Uh, so okay, we also got a nice uh, a nice response from our friend Louise. And and what did Louise have to say? Louise said, "Influential comic strip. As a child, I had a special connection with the family-oriented strip High and Lois, hmm. which was a spin-off of Beetle Bailey. The Flagston family had the exact same makeup as ours: working dad, homemaker mom, older son, a set of boy-girl twins, and a baby sister. What were the odds?" And uh, that was when I became aware that the comics that appeared in our daily newspaper were created by someone, and they got to invent characters to draw and write about. As far as animated TV series, I like Josie and the Pussycats, which I preferred to Scooby-Doo. I didn't realize at the time how radical it was. Sacrilege. Oh, wow. (laughs) This is one of our listeners, Dave. I didn't realize more. Not after right. that, I guess. All right. I didn't Whoops. realize at the time how Sorry. radical it was to have a regular female African American character in a cartoon series. I guess that's what Dave objects to. <laughs> uh, I think that shows the importance of representation. It showed kids that it was okay to have an integrated circle of friends yeah. and that women could be musicians as well as singers. Uh, but even more influential and was probably the Rocky and Bullwinkle show. It taught me you could make fun of Russian spies, laugh at the Mounties, and use history. History and fables and fairy tales as fodder for satire and parody. That's that's interesting because uh, with Josie and the Pussycats, um, when they were creating the music for it, they actually had a black singer, Patrice Holloway, did the sang the the, the lead vocals for Josie and the Pussycats. Mm-hmm. And there was objections from the from the like network and and from executives to having a black singer doing that character. But the I think I think it was Don Kirshner who was. Because I know he was the music supervisor for Archie, so I think he was also supervising Josie, and he he insisted, well, whoever was you know producing these songs insisted that that to keep Patrice Holloway as part of the the trio of girls singing. Right, they had an African American character. You know who else was it? Josie oh, and the Pussycat. No, Cheryl Ladd. She was one of the members of the group. Oh, is that right? Group. Yeah. Yeah, I got later to, Charlie at Charlie's Angel. I got to meet um, the actual Josie uh, once, which was a real thrill for mm. me, because uh, Dan DiCarlo is the creator of Josie and the Pussycats, and it was based on his wife Josie, who dressed up in a uh, cat outfit one uh, one time for I guess Halloween or some party. Sure. And he went, oh, he said, <laughs> uh, I can uh, do some stuff with this. Yeah, uh, but he already had. Um, the Josie uh, uh, comic that was, and the Pussycat aspect came later on. Okay, um, but uh, Archie had an African American character. I put a name. I think Chuck. Chuck, yeah. Uh, but he never really took off. He was always like a side character that you know, the nothing. You got nothing with Chuck. Uh, it's unfortunate names makes, makes me think of the character from Mash. Oh yeah, yeah, Spear Chucker Jones. Yeah, yeah this is a rough, rough ride there. Uh, and uh, but yeah, that was nice with Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, you did have someone front and center, and uh, it was a little confusing to me because uh, I, I got the characters confused all the time with Archie because they were done. This, well, they would also do that thing where uh, you've got Archie and the gang playing their instruments, and uh, animators would just draw over that with other characters, and it would be the exact same movements. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it'd be like, oh, that's what? And they would do that like with Jabberjaw. They would do that with like all these different bands. But it would like, this is the Archie moves. Yeah. It's all the same Archie moves that you're, that you're doing. It was confusing. And then Josie and the Pussycats went into outer space. 
place. And he went like, is this the future? Is this the future? Were they in, always in the future? What's happening? Yeah. They all seem to be cool with that there's aliens. Yeah. Wait, wait, what's happening? It's, it was a little, that was a little confusing to me. Uh, what, <laughs> what were your feelings on High and Lois? Did you like any of that? Well, High and Lois was not in the Vancouver Sun, so I did not uh-huh. experience High and Lois as a, as a kid. In retrospect, I really think Mort Walker was a really good cartoonist. Like, I think uh, mm-hmm. he had a great style. Like, I love his style. It's very simple, very clean. Right. And just, you know, he just, he delivered. Like, I, you know, I probably caught, just like BC in the province, I probably caught High and Lois kind of near the end of its lifespan when Mort Walker was kind of, wasn't more, wasn't the old Mort Walker anymore. But, but it still was good in the, like, you know, it still had like a, a pretty good hit to, to miss ratio in terms of, of laughs. Yeah, he did. Or uh, chuckles. It's hard to really laugh. You know, I don't really laugh at the newspaper comics, but I do, you know, I do chuckle. Yeah, he did Beetle Bailey, did High and Lois, he did Boner's Ark, uh, Gammon Patches about a homeless boy for a while. Yikes. Uh, Mrs. Flitz, Fitz Flats. Uh, see, there's your problem. Can't pronounce it. Not going not gonna to read it. Yeah. The Evermores, mm. uh, Sam Strip, and yeah. Sam and Silo. Sam strip was probably the most interesting of that because it was a historical stri- strip. So Sam would would have old uh, cartoon characters in his strip. So you might have one with like Barney Google would be in a strip yeah. or something. And that was kind of an interesting. It didn't last very long because it turns out people don't really care about old comic strips. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what his book was. It was like I think it was behind the scenes at the at the comic strips or something. But I got it from the library. Okay, and it uh, it it was a lot of like how you make comics and the history of comics. Sure. It was really fascinating. Yeah, and then he had a whole bunch of dirty I think uh, Miss Buxley strips in there as well. I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah, and ones... he would uh, he would draw those for people. Yeah, because people. Uh, before pornography was invented, uh, people would go, could you draw me this basically stick figure lady, Yeah, but draw her naked for me? Yeah, that's what I like. <laughs> that's sexy. It's like, it was a different time. Sure, sure. You took, no one, you no took one likes, what you could. No one likes drawings of, of, of sexy ladies anymore. Well, except, let me just find one. There it is. Okay, it's good. <laughs> you wouldn't have to, like, uh, contact more. A, a lot of cartoonists uh, did that sort of thing. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, uh, uh, and High and Lois, uh, her brother was Beetle Bailey, uh, who she never talked to ever. Um, is that true? I don't think they ever really crossed didn't over. Didn't he come over? He didn't come over for a visit one time? Uh, maybe, maybe. Definitely her son looks like Beetle. Beetle Bailey is also a really good comic strip. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, it's gold. Mm-hmm. Like, it's regularly good. I have quite a few books of it. Uh, Mary was a big fan of them as well. They would constantly disappear into her room. That was the one it. that I actually did like the the comic book versions of. Well, that's funny, too, because I have a bunch of paperbacks that... ones that are There's ones that are the original strips from the paper. Right. But there's some that are, like, reconfigured comic strip pages that they put into the hard... Like, into a paperback version. So they're very kind of... They're kind of weird because they're not laid out the same. Right. Because they're laid out in a comic strip format but uh they're okay they're pretty good they're not you know they don't have the zing of the the yeah. four the four panel whenever you had like a bugs bunny or a daffy duck uh comic book they stood too too stiff they stood up really straight yeah and they would just present they would walk around and as you were saying they were very suburban yeah they were just like doing stuff around the neighborhood like chores and yeah. it was just like well, they're, and their voices are different too like you don't get bugs accent in his character like he doesn't say yeah he doesn't say wake or whatever he just says work yeah he just it's very proper he's never like living in a hole you know <laughs> and again we've mentioned this before but in the roadrunner roadrunner is a single dad raising three kids and they all speak in rhyme which yeah. is just so off 
off the mark that you're just what? Oh, you know. And there's and there's Bugs Bunny cartoons where it's implied that his rabbit hole is furnished, mm-hmm. and that he's kind of like Snoopy's doghouse, and it's, yeah. it has this like this sort of mysterious um, extra. You know, yeah, it like, looks fun. It looks like it looks, you'd want to yeah. like go down there. But you don't get to see it. You just hear about it. So that lets your imagination run wild. Sometimes, yeah. Or, yeah. Once in a while you got to see like him like getting out of bed when he's hung over after mixing <laughs> uh carrot juice and like lettuce juice or something, cabbage juice and carrot <laughs> okay, juice. Okay. And he's totally hung over yeah. and he's just like, Oh, what a night. He's had a <laughs> had a hard time. But yeah, they just made it it's just way too proper. Yeah. But then I feel like the later Chuck Jones uh, Bugs Bunny was also then became way too proper, and he just became like a regular guy, like well, too much, too much like uh, genteel posing, and yeah, it was like yeah. the the uh, anarchy just went completely out of it, mm-hmm. and uh, Daffy Duck for and, all you know lost his madness, yeah, yeah, and and and, every and their time, eyelashes got too big, their eyelashes got ridiculously big, yeah, and uh, this is a weird drawing style, like I, what. Too what? many quotes from uh, from Mark Twain, and it's just I like think, knock I, it off. I think his publicity went to his head. Yeah, like it I think just became too artsy. Well, yeah. well, well. Something I did here too that he used to do was he would um, draw burlesque girls, uh, and uh, and if you look at the Bugs Bunny poses from his later work, it's like yeah. Okay. He's, he's drawing burlesque women. Okay. Bugs Bunny is a burlesque woman for yeah. sure. Uh-huh. Uh, and like you know, and he did say he had a lot of fun drawing them. Uh, because they were naked and burlesque and he was enjoying himself. So that's great. But, you know, <laughs> then also let's throw in some joke jokes as well. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, get, let's get to it. Yeah. Yeah. No. He, yeah, when you look back at the classic Chuck Jones. But the, the thing is, is, like, when you when you laud Chuck Jones, you don't know how much was him, how much was other... Michael Maltese. Michael Maltese, the writer, how much he added to it, how much Mel Blanc added to it when he was doing the... The voices, yeah. How much? Even the pro- well, I've heard that Leon Schlesinger, the producer, was a bit of a, a no no hope. Not just a real stick in the mud. Not really. Was he the one that sounded like Daffy Duck? Is that right? I believe so. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but I think that was uh, the, like the famous story is yeah. that uh, when they did Daffy Duck, they were worried because it was an impression of Leon Schlesinger. <laughs> and uh, when when he saw him, like after everyone was super tense, yeah. And he went like, "Where'd you get that crazy voice? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! That crazy, crazy." Are you duck. Sylvester? I love that duck. Maybe it's Sylvester. No? Well, it was first uh, Daffy Duck had okay. the voice before Sylvester, and then Sylvester. They yeah. just doubled down. They're like, yeah. "We didn't even notice. Let's try it Very again." Very similar voices between Daffy Duck and Sylvester. Yes, I just feel like in the early days when they're working in a place that was called Termite Terrace, mm-hmm. and it had this kind of feeling of like the ignored part of. Of Warner Brothers, where you're just making these sure. this kid stuff that no one paid attention to, and then afterwards you clean the clean the uh, those those cells off, wash them. Yeah, you don't want to keep them. Yeah, yeah, and and then it yeah, it's and then to go from that to becoming like sort of uh, you know celebrated as this great creator and stuff yeah. that that it made it much harder to be. He was such a funny. Mark Twain fan. And then people were t- treating him like Mark Twain. Yeah. You know, you are the modern Mark Twain. It's like, okay. So he started dressing like Mark Twain and he started being Mark Twain and everything being Mark Twain. It was like, okay. <laughs> and it's Please like, be funny. Yeah. We don't need the next Twain. <laughs> we need humor. That's right. Be funny. Yeah. I, I'm not too sure what makes. To be fair though, every time they've tried to reboot Bugs Bunny, they usually fail as well. They just don't get it as well. No one, yeah. Well, you 
It's not that they don't get it. It's just they can't do that anymore. Well, they're too, there's too much reverence. Yeah. Uh, which is, which is a big problem. And I mean, this is, this is the thing for all that, you know, people do complain about The Simpsons now, uh, in, and making really bad episodes sometimes. Like, what are you thinking? Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, at least you took a big swing here and it missed. Yeah. You weren't being too reverent with the characters. You're going to, you're going to try some stuff and that's good. Every time I see like a Bugs Bunny or Daffy Duck, uh, cartoon, I'm just like, Oh, just stop treating them like they're, they're, they're just do do some jokes and put them in here. It's yeah. like when when I see a, a Mickey Mouse cartoon now that sometimes works, and sometimes there are ones that work. Yeah, it's like they're just going for it. Yeah, just going for it. And uh, they've done stuff with Mickey that's like what? But it's like no, just go for it. That's what you got to do. Yeah, you know. When we went and saw um, that movie Frozen, we went and saw it in the states, and it they had an opening cartoon before the movie, and it wasn't Mickey Mouse. Horse? Was a Mickey Mouse one? Yeah, was it Get a Horse? Could have been. Yeah, I don't remember. What Is it, it one where it's black and white, and then everything starts spinning, yeah, goes yeah. out of control? Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, like it was a lot of fun. And I was really impressed by that. I was really impressed by it. Yeah, you're Disney. You should be impressing people. Yeah, yeah. Like, go for it. Be creative. Yeah, please be creative. Quit making Dumbo. Again, oh, why are you making Dumbo? Why are you making Dumbo? What? Why are you making Dumbo? Because you cannot remake Dumbo. Like, the original Dumbo is a crazy cartoon. Mm-hmm. Like, is this crazy how sad it is, how violent it is? It's it's very sad. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Like, I'm wondering what not, they... Again, I have, know, I'm probably not going to see this one. But, like, what do you make it that sad? Do you make... Because it's all freaking sad. Like, the first half is just... It's heartbreaking. Yeah. You know, broken up by some nice racist crows that, like, you know, lift things <laughs> up a bit. What's your name? Jim Crow? Your name's Jim Crow. That's what we're doing? Really? Even back then? Okay. Fair enough. Okay, seems, here seems we pretty, go. Seems a, yeah. kind of low-hanging fruit, but okay. Holy moly. All right. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Whatever you say. Let's, let's keep going there. Oh. But, yeah, so they, yeah, it's too bad. Too bad. Lion, Lion King, I think, will be fine. Uh, I don't think it's necessary, but I think it'll be fine because there's uh, enough. There's enough that you can do, and also because point. it became a musical yeah, and it it's been other. It things. won't look any good. That's a problem. You don't think it'll look good? No, because they don't look real. Mm. Uh, Do you see Jungle Book? They didn't look real. Hey, they look animated with a person standing in. Yeah, that's animated true. characters. I mean, but there's not. But there's not going to be any person in the, in that's the what Lion pe- King one. That's what people so that's want. The good thing. Yeah, but that's what people want. They want this stuff. So whatever, they can have their garbage. <laughs> That's what they want. Take your garbage. Take it. No, my thing uh, with it is just like, you know, for all the work you put into making the live action version of Dumbo, you could have made something new. You could have made two yeah. things that are new. You made three things that are new. I make things the new yeah. things and take a risk. You're you're Disney. They're in they're in a holding pattern, I think, now. Like they're not you know Why? Because they had success. And what what success does is makes you scared. Hmm. It right? just feels like then you've you don't got, want to lose it. You've got infinite money in your back pocket. Like you've got. Uh, that's not how it works, though. You've got you've got your Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Those are always going to make money. Yeah. You got your Star Wars. Those are going to make money. Uh, you know, uh, you got things like Frozen. You got your you got yeah, your that's a problem. Pixar-y type thing. That's the problem. It's like something like a toy a Toy Story whatever is going to be fine. Yeah. So when when are you going to make the next Toy Story? If you're busy making Dumbo. You know, because you got to make something that's going to make you. You're not going to be making Dumbo two. I'll but tell you that. That's much. A, the, here's the here's a better question though. I mean, you could ask the same question though. When <clears throat> when are you going to make the next Toy Story? When you're making Toy Story, mm-hmm. like if all you're doing is re, you know, just regurgitating or reusing old old concepts, you know, yeah, you're Toy Story you're stuck. four seems like a bad idea. 
It feels like even Toy, Toy well, Story. Toy Story Three had a nice sentence of closure. Yeah, why wrap we, it up here. Why we are we opening this up again? It's yeah, well, you got more problems. Yeah, is it in the future now? And that boy's growing up. Is what's going on? Yeah. Also, how many of your characters have like passed away already? Like the voices. Like, all right, let's and we're good. We're good now. Move it along. You know. Oh yeah, I miss Jim Varney. Okay, all right. Don Rickles is gone. All right. You know, it's just like all right. Come yeah. on. Uh, how's uh, Tim Allen? Tim Allen's a little problematic now. All right, let's just uh, maybe we don't need to something else. Yeah, something. I'll take. I'll take. Tim an, Allen was always problematic. Oh my gosh! There's never a time. There's never been a time. There's never been a time where you didn't when see when he was ratting out his uh, friends for cocaine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to get like a lesser sentence. There's no time when you didn't see Tim Allen in something and you went, "Hmm, creepy guy." Yeah. This is Tim. Yeah, that's Tim. That's a, that's how he is in Galaxy Quest. I like that movie a lot. I think he's really good in the movie. Yeah. That doesn't change the fact that he seems like a creepy guy. But that actually kind of works for Galaxy yeah, Quest. Sure. Because, sure. you know, I bless William Shatner. But, you know, you know, if you ever heard anything about William Shatner, you go, sure. <laughs> whatever whatever you'd hear, you just go, yeah, okay, I buy that. <laughs> do yeah, what you want. That's fine. Yeah. He's got a whole bunch of people in his basement. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that checks out. That yeah, makes sense. But I just Fair think, enough. I just think for Disney, for anyone, I think that success is scary because you don't want to lose it. And you can lose it by doing things wrong. Mm-hmm. So by one way to do things right, in quotation marks, is to repeat your successes. So Lion King. It doesn't it feel weird that they're remaking Lion King? I mean, I know it's old now. Like, I'm old, so it's old. But it just feels like... But, or maybe even Strangers remaking Dumbo. Like, but, is Dumbo that much of a like celebrated movie that people right. are like... Aching Lion King, for... especially because Lion King is a, you're making it into an animated film. Yeah, but it's an animated film. It is an animated so you're film. just making it into a 3D animated film. Like, yeah. All right, I guess you could. Yeah. I guess I guess that's something you could do. But it feels like you definitely need like all right. So you're looking at your pie and like uh, so maybe three quarters is your sure things, and that's your Marvel movies, mm-hmm. D- uh, Star Wars sequel to whatever you know big hit you've got do up to whatever yeah. it is yeah and then you got to have a quarter uh that's like fuck around yeah let's let's make the new let's thing let's have our zootopia let's have our... yeah let's 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 do the new thing that's yeah. over here whatever it's going to be that's the thing if so they were a shame that like you got the yeah. incredibles too even though yeah, it was fine uh it was pretty good it was fine. i mean i liked it but yeah it was fine but it's like uh what's your that's again taking away from like whatever the new thing is what's it what's it going to be what's what's your new thing what's coming up hey Car- disney cars five <laughs> audience audience zero again your voice actors are all passing away it's just like ah, just feels like a bummer just like just give me something with some 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 new people and new new stuff in it yeah yeah i mean the interesting thing about pixar though is in a way their all their successes were like like from the beginning of the company when they were enthusiastic when they were sitting at that one diner and wrote all those ideas yeah. down on a napkin yeah exactly you like, know what they need to do now is make a make a movie called uh, napkin <laughs> and it's about a magic napkin that actually just comes up with good ideas and good then you idea. actually the one of the things that you see is that you see those guys all around and they're all coming up with terrible ideas and the napkin just writes on himself and just goes no here listen <laughs> and he just writes a, puts up great ideas on himself and then they look at hey who came up with this one okay we'll have a, a roman we'll have a roman emperor and he's murdering people left and right, and he burns his own city. We'll call it Finding Nero, <laughs> Finding Nemo, a fish. Yeah, yeah. All right, it's a, it's a, it's an old man, and after his wife dies, he kills himself, and they put him in the ground. We call it down. Wait, 
up. Oh, I like this much better. This is all right. So he goes, hey, that's lovely. Fantastic. But we're going to keep that bummer start, right? Oh, yes, sir. We'll keep. We'll make sure every opening is really depressing. Fantastic. Yeah. And we're good. Okay, we'll have a French man who uh, it goes around and he loves kids and he, he maybe likes them a little too much. We'll call it Manger Incorporated. I'll fix that," says the napkin. <laughs> we'll call it Monsters Incorporated. Yeah. And he's in love with a he's in love with a, a, a French napkin called serviette. Ah, and he just oh, I like it. <laughs> napkin for but this, I am, uh, but uh, I am just a simple one ply napkin. <laughs> she could never love me. Oh, Monsieur, you are so beautiful. That's serviette. How about me, the towel? <laughs> oh, I a- can be reused many times. <laughs> call me Blotto. That's right. <laughs> My second. Good name for. <laughs> let me let me write this. Let me write this stuff down. Is DreamWorks still around? I'll try and sell this to them. They might they might be down. They might be down with that. Okay, there we are. Um, I got you. I'm glad you wrote that out. Yeah. So uh, that was uh, we we handled that question of the week quite well. There you go. Thank you <laughs> for for a question that was like one that we just made up at the last second. Good for us. Did great. So we're at the uh, one and a half hour mark right now. So wait, what's our what's our question for? The, oh, was about yeah, it's like school. Schools. What was uh, school? What was school discipline like? Yeah, uh, were there threats of the past that they would mm-hmm. go? Legend has it we used to have old Spanky up here, and it was this <laughs> spanking board. And like okay. I remember, there was one that was like they had the paddle like. Uh, they had the they paddle on display long mm. after they they didn't have it. This is really going to separate the old from the new. In yeah, well, this is actually no. I am interested too. It's like, well, what is it like now? What yeah. is the what is the big threat now? Yeah, what you is know? the big threat? I'll, Take away the phones. There is no threat now. I guess yeah, but that's, yeah, there's not much. Not much they can put do. A, put a thing over your head and fill it full of bees. Is that like the you, thing that you do? I don't. I don't think they're allowed to mark you down for being late with assignments now. In school. Oh, like. That is true, says a it's teacher a, from a, the other room. Says <laughs> a teacher. Yeah, we. Uh, I haven't mentioned this, but like we do record this now in the new Helke Studios, which is our house, and there is the ghost of a teacher that's in the other room. <laughs> Does that work? Yeah, and when we show up late, it goes, it goes tardy. And... We're required by actually we're required by the podcasting council to have a teacher on mm-hmm. staff now in order to make sure our show is educational. I do. Uh, I do a monthly show called the Critical Hit Show, which I haven't really mentioned lately, but we're still doing over at the Rio Theater. Nice. And we've Have uh, you done a recent one? Uh, yeah, we did one yesterday. We actually did two this month oh. because it was our seventh anniversary. And then we did that. one in Seattle as well. Which seventh anniversary. Well. Seventh anniversary. Wow. But yesterday, uh, two of our cast members weren't weren't in it because they're both teachers, and so they were both on vacation. Ah. Yeah. So that would be Ellen, and that would be Sean. Yeah, and Sean sent a picture uh, from South America where he is, and mm-hmm. uh, with him giving us the finger. So it was nice. It was just a big <laughs> picture we put up on on screen. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, there, I know we do have quite a few listeners who are teachers, so uh, you could also mention, you know, what what things were like when you were uh, in school, and what things are like uh, when you are teaching school. Uh, so, yeah, be, be very curious about that. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on uh, this this episode? No. All right. Dave is still doing his uh, sugar uh, sugar. Yes, I am still <laughs> so sugar free. Yeah, I am. I'm been not really having soda pop. As well, just because I'm trying to get my blood sugar uh, down is not at a super bad level or anything, but I just want to. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I've been having uh, ice water, and uh, like Dave, I'm a little bit tired of it. Water. <laughs> it's funny how it kind of starts yeah. to drag after a while. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'll have a... No, I won't have a that. Okay, there we go. <laughs> 
And I don't really like tea very much, but like when we would go down to the States in the past, down to Emerald City, for instance, I would have iced tea there because they have sure. unsweetened iced tea. And I didn't enjoy it. It was just different than water. Yeah, it's something. Yeah. It feels like something. It's something. Yeah, no, I understand. I didn't like it, but I, I it was better than... That, that, by that point in, in the experience, it was better than water. I'm pretty early on in this thing still, so... I can't You're going to be yeah, wrapping it up on Easter. when That's uh, right. So I'm not too sure what the date is today either. 27th? 20, 28th? I like think that. it's the 28th. And, yeah, I, know, and so. I know that because I, uh, I, I opened a, my first savings account in 15 years yesterday. Or checking account. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've, uh, I've had like a business account, but I've never, uh, I haven't had like a personal account in that amount of time. And so I had to like find out what the date was and memorize it and put it on the form. <laughs> that's the only reason I know that. Uh, but it feels neat. It feels neat to like, hey, look at me. Look at me with a... I can write checks. Account. Yeah. Well, I don't. No one writes checks. Let's not be ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> but I've got, got an account. What, what year is this? Come on. Well, we, we write checks. Good for you. Yeah. I do to uh, unions and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Then, I, then, I'll, then I'll send out a check. Yeah. But uh, that's still all through the, uh, through the business account. But this is, again, part of the tax that's thing. That's like yeah. Certain things have to be separate and separate. When you, when you paid me for your half of my coloring sparks, you paid me by check. Oh, did it, uh, did it bounce or was it okay? It was fine. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was how you're going to break that to me. <laughs> it's two years later. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> longer. Oh, this is awkward. You know, I was going to tell you actually that, um, you know, I sing in a choir. You do? I sing in a church choir. Prove it. Sing something. Go. Oh, wow. And, Sorry, checks out. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm getting replaced in the choir. So, because there's uh, been a coup? Well, it's not really a coup. It's just more of a move over. So, uh, for the, you know, for a while now, it's just been two, two guys in the choir. Okay. Me, who can somewhat sing. Okay. And my counterpart, who cannot sing at all. All right. He can't carry a tune in a bucket. He can carry a tune in a tune bucket. Okay. A bucket that had tunes in it, he still couldn't carry the tune. All right. That someone else was holding on to and helping him carry. That's right. It wouldn't help him. Right. But now, we're having another person join the choir. Another guy. Another guy. He's leaving a professional choir. Oh, dear. To come and sing with us. Okay. And even though it's been threatened for about a month now mm-hmm. that he's coming, then he was sick, then he had to do something. Right. Then he was sick again. Sure. He was sick on Tuesday night this week. Right. So I'm, I've had this this Damocles sword of a new person coming and hanging over my head for a while now. Okay. And yeah, like so he can actually read music, can sing. He sings tenor like me. So he's absolutely. I'm, can you read music? Uh, not not really. I mean, I could read music when I was in high school and I played in band. I could, I could read. But in in band, I I playing trumpet. I I played at the treble clef. Okay. As a tenor singer, I sing the bass clef. So I've. I don't even I don't know anything. I don't even know the mnemonic device to you could tell me one if you want to write and tell me, but listeners, but I don't know the uh like the I don't know the mnemonic device to remember what the, oh, the all every good, good boy does every good boy deserves fudge. fudge. I think is treble clef. All right. But I don't know what the bass clef one is, for instance. And I don't know what those uh, fudge that boy, that fudger, I think it goes. The way it works now is that I can I know what mostly know what the notes are if they're above the staff. Yes. Like so I can sing those notes. Sure. But if I go down into the staff, I have less because more commonly I sing up above it as a tenor. But if I go down into the staff, like into those lines, I don't know what those notes are. Quite now, well. let me. So you're getting bumped, but what? Yeah. What about uh, Bucket Guy? Why is uh, Bucket Guy not getting bumped? Uh, he's uh, tenured. He's like a tenured professor. 
Oh, he he cannot be he cannot be removed. Okay, you know, no matter. And and so, what happens to you? I just get moved down a seat. I just, I just, I'm just less important to the choir now. Oh, but before I was kind of like a key member of the choir because I was right. like the only singing male. Now I'm, I'm just so you know. Just this so sounds much, like the start of a movie. So much yesterday's garbage. This sounds like the start of a movie. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Like kind of yeah. like the Wonder Boys or something like that, where I'm just like, yeah, you're, you're gonna go through like a midlife crisis now. A little bit, yeah. Okay. You're gonna have to prove yourself. You're gonna start dressing up okay. like really slick. Yeah. showing up and they're like why is he wearing that and it's like mm, he's not very happy with how this goes and you guys are going to have a lot of rivalry yeah, yeah. i mean by the end of it you're going to be best friends okay really good friends uh-huh. and you're going to help them with some personal problem that you don't know they have maybe they got a problem with their parents yeah. something like that well, he's That's cer- the way certainly sick a lot yeah he's sick yeah yeah uh, uh mm, mm. well i hope he's okay i don't want uh no i don't want i don't to. want to uh, i don't want to uh, cast any uh yeah. bad vibes on him for i just that. think that his former choir members are are trying to slowly poison him hmm. that's my theory why he's been sick so much i see yeah. again i got issues with this bucket guy i think he's got <laughs> i think he's got some backstory too that we're going to find out uh, uh about him i mean he's a great guy sure he really is yes like a great guy right he's got to be gone though. but <laughs> gotta get rid of him <laughs> no he's no. it's fine mm. It's is fine. it though? Well, he's talking about quitting anyway. Ah, good. Okay, he's, and then would you, well. would you get bumped up uh, back to? No, the because he's a bass. He sings bass. Oh. That's that's why he's tenured. He has the. He's the only bass singer. He's got a lot of bass urges. He has a lot of bass urges, and yes, and basically he can't sing, but he still he's is got our, that bass instinct. He's only. <laughs> he's our only bass. All right. So okay. Guys, from another, I'm waiting for another. No, I was just gonna wait because so does he yeah. do like the boom, 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 boom. He's what I like to call the ace of bass. Right. So bass is not bad if you can't sing, <laughs> right? No, it's, there's not a lot of like because you go tenor and well, higher like ah oh, you gotta. But if you're bass, you're like oh, no. Whoa. The problem you though, like, the, you, know, you can you can fart around along a you, lot in the bass. If you can't sing, what happens though is that you can't sing. You can't read notes. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what you're supposed to be singing. True. So what you do is you start singing the soprano lines because ah. the sopranos mostly sing the melody, and so it's your your natural urge to sing the melody. Mm-hmm. But if you sing any other part in a choir, whether you're singing alto, tenor, or bass, right, you are singing a counter harmony to what the the sopranos so, are. So here's the other part that will happen in, yeah. uh, if it's a movie. Yeah, you're going to be offered a position in another choir. Okay, and then yeah. you guys go to regionals. <laughs> And then you feel bad because these are your friends, oh, okay. and you're going up against your friends. They're yeah. like, "There's, there's Dave. He's, he's in the more successful yeah. uh, choir, the uh, Satanists or whoever, <laughs> whoever right. that gr- Church group of is. Satan, yeah. Church, Church of Satan." Yeah. And listen, don't you think the Church of Satan would have a great choir? The devil has all the best tunes. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they would just be fantastic. Sure. Oh, and then legally they can't not let. We them have a perform. lot of members. We have a lot of members from Georgia for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Everyone's playing a gold fiddle. It's like, I mean, I'm glad they won them, but uh, they sound why terrible. Are there, why are there so many fiddles in that choir? I know. That's the thing. Like, you yeah. win a, a golden fiddle, just like, try yeah. playing it. It sounds terrible. Sure. It's bending. It's like, it's not It's not great. Someone's always trying to steal it. Yeah. It's way more trouble than it's worth. Mm-hmm. I think I think the devil just gives out those golden fiddles just to go like, let's see where, what happens with this. <laughs> he doesn't care. Doesn't care. He doesn't even like music. Well, why is he always having fiddle contests with people? Just to fiddle with him. Mm, that's right. Anyway, hey. Uh, so our question of the week is, <laughs> discipline, what was it like in your school? What's it like now? Uh, also, uh, have you got a choir? Do you want Dave to be in it? Can he get to it? Uh, 
uh, offer him a spot because uh, he's getting jerked around by this. Uh, oh, I've discovered. They are peep besting him big time. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. And that, uh, that, Ringo, Ringo's coming. That's 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 right. Uh, and uh, and and yeah, uh, if you get a chance, uh, please pick up our book Sparks by uh, me, Dave, and Nina Matsumoto, or uh, my comic Exorcisters, uh, which is again available in trade, coming in the next uh, month or so. Please nice. do listen to Dave's new podcast. Well, new-ish. It's been around a while now. Yeah, Pinky Dragon Listening Party. Mm-hmm. And uh, with uh, with Mary Dedrick, introduced by Eve Dedrick, yes. so many Dedricks. <laughs> That's that way. And then reviewed by uh, Lisa Williamson, yes. who's also part of the family. Like later, and I was like re- reading the reviews and like, what what she like best? Oh, that's nice. <laughs> um, I and enjoy if you, it too. If you want to listen to more of our. Uh, previous podcasts we have done a series talking about a series of different topics we've done about the beatles called completely beatles we've done about tintin called totally tintin we have done one about the marx brothers uh films called full marks so those are all available on our website sneakydragon.com and let and me just say this please say that if you like us if you like listening to sneaky dragon because you dislike us then you will also enjoy those shows because it's basically just us again talking about topics that we like. More specific. We're a bit more mis- specific. More focus. But there's still some goofy, goofy times. And uh, if you're like, have you got any other podcasts coming up? Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. But there's one more coming up. We and we'll tell it. you more about that later. Uh, but if you go to SneakyDragon.com, that is also where to leave us a message. Uh, each episode has a message board underneath, and that's a good place to post things, so please do. Uh, you can also email us at SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com, SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. We've got a page on Facebook. We've got a page on Twitter. Sneaky underscore Dragon is the, uh, is the at there, or Tumblr, SneakyDragon.tumblr.com. And, you know, or see us in person. We're around. I I am apparently at different cons. We're going to be at Van Van Calf later on this year. We'll tell you more about that. That'll be cool. Please come say hi. We enjoy uh, seeing you, talking to you, and we appreciate Davis put up his headphones on his temples, and he now looks like a Disney character. <laughs> Sorry, my ears are getting sore. Yeah, or you look like a bad remake of Hellboy. This is the one that's that's coming out. Yeah. Ooh. We'll talk more about that maybe in the future. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Ian Boothby. I've been David Dedrick. And uh, the ghost is in the other room says hi. My wife says hi. Everyone says hi. Uh, It's been Sneaky Dragon episode. Bye. How can they be kicking it down a notch in the choir? That's bad.